All you need is communism. All you need is... Smell like jizz. Let's fuck space! Just get out of there, drop your drawers, squat down, and pee on the... T- you know there's no god, right? Get in the ship, you idiot. Just, you're, you'll be fine. Fuck you, Neil Armstrong. Hey, what do you like? Let me touch you. What is this? Dabblers! Whoa. Hey, Dabblers. Hey, I was calling to them. I needed to... I need to let them know the episode. It's happening right now. The new episode. You're right. right now. That made even me nervous. Did that... I mean, like, that beamed to them now? In oh, real time? yeah. I need to go to the hospital because I just ripped up my throat. <laughs> so they better have heard it. <laughs> I yeah. think wherever you are right now as a dabbler, you just shivered. You're like, something is happening. Something special is happening. Uh, I, oh, a new episode? I can hear it. I can smell it. I can taste it. <laughs> well, welcome, dabblers, to uh, another episode of People Time. Um, if this is your first time ever listening to a podcast, we take... Uh, the most influential people in history, and we break down their lives so that way you can learn about them, except for... Goddamn right. Instead of, like, history class where the guys like, 1916, we're like dick jokes and butts to help, you know, try to keep your attention. Yeah, you're goddamn right we do. It's not boring. Yeah. Uh, and also, unlike your history class, uh, that your, your teacher was a historian. Like He was actually taught, yeah. He went to school and stuff. So, yeah, we don't. Uh, we are not historians. We basically watch documentaries and read biographies and books. You do a lot more reading than I do. Mm. And we do some internet, obviously, uh, searching. Which Mostly. I'll, I'll say it's a lot there. But we yeah. try to be extremely accurate, resource our sources over and over, and we don't use Wikipedia. No. Can't trust that shit. No. It's written by who the fuck knows. And it's, uh, I'll sometimes go check it just to see how much stuff they got wrong after I'm done my research. Yeah, yeah. After you do like good amount of research, you can look at Wikipedia and be like, "This shit is uh, this is not true." You can't trust it. I don't do it very often because it's trust just our a waste podcast. Of time, but yeah, yeah, that's what you should trust. We're sticklers for for accuracy. We do. Yeah, we like to research. It's fun, so we try to make sure it's all all good for your guys' shit. Yeah, get this in your shit. Yeah, and you know you probably already knew this, but all other. Information-based podcasts are generally also not run by people with degrees. <laughs> people who like to talk and bullshit. So yeah, we're the same. Yeah, yeah. I dropped out of college, but look at me now. I'm doing great. I, you look good. I feel terrible. Well, you look good. Thanks. Well, wait, what's your name? Uh, Tate McCrackers. You say Tate or Taint? Taint McCrackers. Taint McCrackers. Yeah, it's yeah, a family name. Is that? Is that anything I need to know about reference-wise, or you're just taint? It's just what it is, Tainty you know? McCrackers. Taint. Is that what you were calling your kid, Tainty? Tainty. Yeah, they used to call me Tainty. Oh, or Taints. Tainty. Oh, Taints. Uh, Taints. Taints. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cute, you know, it's a family name. Yeah. Tay-Tay was like when you were a toddler. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, Tay-Tay. And then it was... Taints! Hey, go, Taints! Him hard, Taints! Yeah, tighten it up, Taints! Oh, you're grounded, Taints. You're grounded... You Damn it, Mom. You ate too many cookies. You weren't uh, supposed to. Mom, why do I always smell like <laughs> ball cheese? I'm like, well, runs in the family, dear. That's why uh, we named you that way. Taints is never getting laid. <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, I laid your father, and he smells the same, so. It's true, Mom. I got a bag of lady like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gross lady. But yeah, you do. <laughs> you have any sisters? <laughs> What's your room? <laughs> What's your name? Uh, me, I am Hello Nurse. Great, great reference. Yeah, because they're uh, they come out with new episodes, right? It's the Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. So they rebooted, and I'm now watching all the old ones. And there we go. They're zany to the max. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. 
I've heard totally insaney. Yeah, fantastic show. Uh, I grew up on it. Love it. Got to re- got to watch the new ones. Which one was your favorite? I was always the Wacko guy. Um, I don't remember. Oh well, Wacko was the best. So there you go. Is that the shorter brother? Yeah, the one who is a lot more goofy. I would say at least mm. how he talks. It's a lot more dopey. I like Dot. That's good. She's hot. Dot's hot. Taint's hot for Dot. Nice. Welcome to history. <laughs> so, yeah, we also don't give our real names. I don't know. This is something we do. We don't ever, yeah. Yeah, fuck you. And then we do a fun fact. What's fun? Oh, okay. Well, I've got a fun fact for you. So, let me pull it up here so I make sure to pronounce everything correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck with that. I, I'm terrible at... We're doing a Russian guy today. It's not... Pronunciation is not going to be the cornerstone of this episode. I don't care. I just want the information. Exactly. All right. I don't give a shit about If I go on to Jeopardy and they're like, what's this? And I say the name and it's wrong, but it's still, you know, I got it right. And they're like, you didn't win a million dollars. I'll be like, I still know. I'm going to knock you out. I still know the information. I think he died. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah. I'd still hit him in the face if you told me that. Like, you pronounced it wrong. Well, have you ever heard of the Ig Nobel Prize? Nope. So, Ig Nobel Prize. Ig Nobel? Yeah. Like, ignoble is, it's like a pun based oh, off of ignoble. Right. So they call it the Ig Nobel Prize. So being like the opposite of noble. Yeah. I, ign, like, like, ignoramus. Like, ignoramus. Yeah. The similar suffix. Stupid right? Well, maybe. I don't know if it's a similar. It sounds like it to me, but then you go and look it up and they're like, no, nah, it's something else. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to die on that hill. I, I'll die there with you. Sweet. Holding your hand. Yeah. King of the... Get, uh, get off my hill. <laughs> yeah. We're holding hands. Here, go away. So the Ig Nobel Prize is a... It's like a satiric... Uh, satiric? Satric? Satiric? Uh, See? We're talking about already sat- not being able to pronounce shit. Satirical? Thank you. Satirizing? Uh, sat- but it's just like it stops at the C. Satiric. Yeah. Sure. That's where we're going to go with. We're not a, we're not an English podcast, okay? No. We never claim to be. We're mountain people. Yeah, you maroon. They don't teach us a lot of words. So, uh, yeah, so it's a prize awarded annually, and it started in 1991 to celebrate the 10 most unusual or trivial achievements in scientific research, and it's now kind of stated as being like, it, this is an honor achievement that first makes people laugh because of how usually dumb or ridiculous the research is. But then it's supposed to also still make you think, kind of like, that's stupid. And then you're kind of like, well, like, eh, it's kind of interesting, actually. This is kind of neat. Although there has been plenty of uh, people who have wanted that their shit was not ever going to make you think it was fucking stupid from the get-go. Well, how do you even get funding for it if nobody gives a shit? Yeah, so what led me on to this, because I didn't know about the Ig Nobel Prize, and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. We we talk about the Nobel Prize all the time because we've mm. done many people in our episodes that have won different various, yeah. various Nobel Prizes. And so um, what led me to the Ig Nobel Prize was a specific thing called breatharianism. Oh, God. Have you heard of it? I've heard of that, man. Ah, so I hadn't heard of this, and fuck, I was going down the rabbit hole on YouTube. Wasn't doing anything podcast-related, but... Really sad. Um, so, if you don't know what it is, it is a pseudoscience that has actually taken a lot of people's lives because the whole entire premise is based that 
You can live on sunlight alone, and you don't need food or water. Totes. Totes, man. And you just need to learn how to breathe correctly, and you absorb all the nutrition that you need through sunlight and through your breath. Mm. So you're sucking it in. And this is all... A lot of research was done into that, I'm certain. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I think they actually got investigated because people were selling books. People were writing books on how to do it, and people were claiming that you would go through this 20-day cleanse, and once you got past that, yeah, you weren't you weren't going to need any, any more food or water. It's all bullshit, of course, but what they were claiming was that some people said that they, they've been going 5, 10, 12 years without food, <sighs> and... When they write their books saying, like, you have to go through this 20-day cleanse, people would start complaining when they try to go through this and be like, well, I'm, I'm getting hungry. It hurts. Oh, I'm I, to I, think I died. Yeah. I'm dead now. Right. This didn't work. Well, people wouldn't make it all the way through, right? They'd get, like, only a couple of days in and be like, something's wrong. And they would write to these people who were writing these books who would write back and go, like, that's all normal. Just keep pushing through it. You're breathing wrong. And people literally would die. Um, not only would they die... So the ones that got lucky, I guess, would get all kinds of issues. I mean, you would get liver damage. Uh, you're not eating anything, so you're or drinking anything. So dehydration, you get yeah. very sick, go to the hospital, and then a, a doctor who actually has a degree and stuff would be like, "You you have to eat. You'll die, you idiot." No, uh, uh, there's a there's a guy on Instagram that told me I don't have to, so I bought his, his self published book. Doc, yeah. what the fuck do you know, doctor? Yeah, doctor of health. So all these breathinarianisms, um, people, they were claiming that it's healthier to live that way. Obviously, people might see they're like, oh, I don't have to spend money on food and water. Yeah. But uh, you can't do that, people. But they won the Ig Nobel Prize and uh, uh, were greatly made fun of because of how uh, ridiculous and well, it's terrifyingly well, scary that is. Yeah, like it's not only just absurd from the get-go, but it's actively harmful. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of ways to take advantages of people. And usually I'm like, yeah, well, if you're dumb, you know? Yeah. It's like people who pay money to their church and feel better about themselves. But at the end of the day, they're not actually being hurt. They're not going to die a month. Yeah. So that's actively not cool. Yeah. It would be the same as telling somebody, like, you know what? You're not really alive until you play Rochambeau every day when you wake <laughs> up. One bullet, six chambers. Spin the wheel. You're not alive, motherfucker. Do you want to feel like you're alive? You will after you fucking make it. To be fair, that would work. Yeah? Yeah. It's exciting. It's crazy. You go to work, and you get to look at stupid Joey in the eyes who fucking talks like an idiot to you, and he doesn't know. You've faced death today. God damn it, Joey. I wish I could play Russian roulette with you right now. Only to have all the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to point at me. It's just you. I'm just going to shoot you six all times. Six times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Joey. Fuck you, Joey. I feel alive. Well, that's so full my... of adrenaline. Ah! That's well, it, if I played. I don't really feel that right now. I'm not gonna play. I'm quite calm. Maybe with a, not even with an empty chamber. I don't, I don't have a gun. No, I would never point a gun at myself. It seems stupid. No, yeah, it is. It's as bad as breatharianism. Yeah. Fuck. So that's my uh, that's my my fun fact. I thought the Ig Nobel Prize was kind of interesting in itself, and then there's a little bit of an example. You can go look up a whole bunch more. There's YouTube videos on theorism that you'll just want to scream at people well no dabbler will be dumb enough to fall for that but um it's just sad to see that this is where we're at yep 21st century we're all still a bunch of fucking just yuppies so dumb yeah so easy to convince people of fake ass shit 
But make sure to buy our products over at the Vatican. <laughs> For people time, you can get keychains there. and uh, It will extend your life. Oh, yeah, that too. A few hundred years. I was going to let that be a secret so they could just learn that they also have immortality. But okay, we'll tell them. Yeah, I mean, well, we could we could release these details slowly over time. One more time. That it also makes you better at sex. <laughs> and a bigger dick. Yeah. And a smaller pussy. <laughs> there you go. Everything is better. Yeah. yeah. And and you're smarter. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to make you smarter. Right. Yeah. Who are we learning about today? It'll also make you radioactive. That's a unintentional. That's a side well, effect. cool. Of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It, you know, if you rub it. Uh, in your hands, your hands might glow green. I don't know. What happened to Mary Curie? She's kind of, she's cool. Yeah. yeah. She's our first episode. Go listen she's radioactive. Radioactive. Sorry. All right. Who are we learning about today? Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin. His name is really hard for me to say. Yeah, it is hard. Well, because I'm goofy and I just want to, I want to make fun of it. Sure. Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin. It's too much fun. It's too, it's too many fun letters. It says Russian? Yeah, he's Russian. Soviet. So it'd be like, Yuri Gagarin. Yeah, if they were to say it. Mm, okay. Yeah, those guys are intense. Yeah, it seems like Russian and German, the language sounds harsh. It sounds like everyone's always upset, even mm-hmm. when they're like, hello, good day to you. Well, Russia just seems like, kind of sucks. It's cold and big. And... It is cold. Well, yeah, you're cold all the time. I hate the cold. That's how I would act, too. Yeah, I'd be pissed off. That's how I am in the wintertime. Like, could you imagine during the Cold War looking at Elvis movies and he's fucking in Hawaii with hot chicks uh, and you're in buttfuck uh, Russia being told what to do every day? Yeah. With your soggy, moldy bread? Yeah. In the wintertime, I'm like, pass the vodka. No. I'm going to have to get wasted to get through the rest of this Elvis movie, even though he's a charming man. <laughs> and I love communism. So, Yuri, uh, first of all, I don't know anything about Yuri. Um, Sweet. And I don't know the time frame either of when, wh- where was he? He was in Russia in uh, 1934 in March is when he was born. March, right. March 9th. So I'm already starting to pin a bunch of different people time episodes we've done to kind of get my, my bearings. we got MLKs around this time. The 30s? Yeah, oh, he's in the yeah. late 30s. That's true. Well, no, yeah, the, the late 20s, early 30s, because that's during the uh, Depression, the Great Depression in the U.S. Bad news. We've got um, a vaccine being created for... Jonas Salk. Yeah, Jonas Salk. We've yeah. got Gandhi's going to die soon. Okay, I've kind of got my bearings a little kind bit. Kind of idea. So, just barely before World, World War, War II. World War II, yeah, just a little bit before that. Ah, uh, the Hitler's Nazis. starting to rise. Are kicking around, being dicks. Yeah. As they do. Right. <laughs> For our context, uh, the uh, the Bolshevik Revolution was a while ago. 1917, 1918-ish. Yeah. I think it was 18. It was just after the World War One, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they left World War One because they were like, we're not the same country anymore. We're Bolsheviks. That's bullshit. No, you're Russians. Sorry. USSR. Suck my Bolshevik. Suck it. No. Suck on a fucking rotten this potato. This is Bolshevik. This is such Bolshevik. I'm going to revolution now. It's horseshit and Bolshevik. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I think it's who, uh, what, uh, Lenin and Trotsky come up with this great idea, like, let's enslave everyone's minds with yeah. communism. John Lennon, yeah, they wrote a song about it, I think. John Lennon and uh, <laughs> Melvin Trotsky. 
who were both from Liverpool. <laughs> right. 1917. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Don't give peace a chance. That's actually probably the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All you need is communism. All ba- you need ba- is... Da- da- da. Yeah. Well, uh, I know there's a major stream in our culture right now uh, in the West of, of promoting communism. It seems to be a thing a lot of the kids like to talk about, calling it late-stage capitalism and what is socialism and go Bernie Sanders. But that's not what we're talking about here. This is a Leninism collectivist communism where you literally are property of the state. Yeah. You're... This is USSR right now, right? Yeah. 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 So you only have value in as much as you are providing value to the state. And even then, you're 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 getting shit on like bad. They don't care about like you. hardcore. They don't care about you. In fact, I'm pretty sure they were hiding a lot of like how bad it was from other countries because other countries were, were still wanting to be communists because they heard about Russia, but it's all oh, propaganda. Like it's a fucking paradise. And then really, they're in there like just fucking. It's cold, and they're well, wandering slowly, smoking a cigarette that's bent and. <laughs> They're sad all the time. That's such a sad image. I know, right? Like a thick coat, but it's not thick enough. <laughs> it's never and your cigarette's enough. broken. You're just like, <sighs> I want to be Elvis. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I will always stand. I want to be Elvis. Fuck communism. Fuck Bernie Sanders. No. Anyway. I like socialism. To no. a degree. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We are living in a socialist system now. We it's have lots all, of it, yeah. It's not all that different, you dumb fucks. In the U.S. It's not. Anyways, but yes, communism, very different. Yes. Uh, with, especially what's going on with uh, so, Russia. Exactly. It's not the communism that, uh, that people are talking about right now. This is a much more harsh version of it called collectivism. That's actually called Leninism. But Lenin dies, Stalin takes over. He makes pretty much the same thing. You could call it Stalinist, but it's basically more of the same except more of like you work here <laughs> as soon as you're so born do your job fuck you fucking work here and a lot a lot of secrecy truth comes from the top and you don't get to decide truth we tell you the truth That's right right pretty stalinist so yuri was born in a small um very rural village called uh clushino or clushino pronunciation's gonna be an issue clushino Crucianno, huh? Always, always, uh, Italian? I always go Italian. <laughs> it's the only accent I could do. Cause of, cause you of, know, just do the whole thing in Italian. Mario. I'm fine with that. All right. <laughs> I'm out of Russia. Huh. Ah, we have the best of pizza. <laughs> and all the vodka. Huh? It's always frozen pizza. Yeah, it's always frozen. <laughs> you only cook it. We don't have good ovens. Communism. <laughs> But uh, very small town, just west of Moscow, uh, to Alexei Ivanovich and Anna Timofineve. Still sounds Italian. Sorry about that. Timofineve, you know? Anna Timofineve, you know, the Russian. This is going to be a fun episode, I can tell. Um, And this is, you know, peasant life. If you know much about Russian culture, the peasantry is a big part of it. I think we talked a touch about it in... uh, Rasputin. Oh, yeah? Because he made circles around the peasant people and it got his uh, his popularity up because they're bored. Uh, he was he and was in the right place at the right time doing lucky shit. A magic man comes into town and you're a peasant. You're like, 
I'm going to go look at this. I'm going to see what's happening here. Oh. So they're kind of bored. I was just bleeding from the gra- all the glass on the ground, but I think I'll go check out what this guy's doing. He's new. He's crazy. <laughs> He's sex crazy, and I just want to be near him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, his, his they, they had some cattle, a uh, little farming type of situation. His dad was actually a carpenter, and uh, along with his two brothers and two sisters, they ran a dairy field, and he was supposedly a very cheerful little boy with a big smile. I don't even know what he did. We're, I'm going to be learning this as we go. Um, I could tell you. No, no. All right. Keep that might be funner. Yeah. Yeah. We usually give a little bit of a synopsis. I like this. What do he do? Uh, he was in Russia. He's a little boy. So I meant, what do he do now? Like, oh, as a story. kid. Okay. Sorry. Uh, happy good lucky kid. Um, I don't have any childhood stories. Um, just the just the the idea here. He only grows to five foot two, maybe even a little shorter, five foot one ish somewhere okay. in there. That's my height, but it is uh, also thought that that is from childhood malnutrition in both cases. <laughs> in both cases. You all right, buddy? His okay? and mine. Yeah. Well, I'm making up for it now as an adult. I eat like a fucking cow, but I may not be that nutritious, so it's probably not all that different. Nah, whatever. But uh, that's just the thing that is thought of or talked about in his story is that he's just small, and they think it's because of, yeah, it's a very poor family. Okay. They didn't have carrots. What do you want? They had vodka. The ground's too cold. Can't grow carrots here. Yeah. It's always frozen. Um, well, it was a pretty regular Russian peasant childhood until 1941 when uh, Yuri is seven years old. And War. Yes. 41 is when... So, well, actually, 41 is not the invasion um no it is yeah in 1941 the nazis invaded russia right after they were like first they were like we're friends we're friends all right and then backstep (laughs) yeah stalin really fucked that up well i think russia was actually pretty aware it was gonna happen kind of like this whole like you take some land i take some land and then both of them had some tension and i think russia even rolled out some tanks to like kind of the line of like don't we're just going to keep these here. Do anything. We're don't just, do it. We're just going to point these at Berlin. I don't know. We'll just keep them here. Yeah. We're, still, we're still friends. And then <laughs> we're still friends. Like, ah! Yeah, uh, from what I read, uh, nobody told Hitler he should do this. And even Stalin was like, he's not going to invade right now. Yeah. Is, if he invades right now, he's giving himself two fronts. That's insane. And then also, it's fucking Russia. It's like a 1,000 miles before <laughs> you get anywhere important. Yeah. So he just thought he could bide his time but hitler snuck up on him in 41 and invaded and um yeah stalin kind of took the 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 same i don't know the name of the czar when napoleon invaded but stalin uh replicated what that czar's strategy was which was engage the enemy and then retreat engage retreat to pull them further into russia so the nazis break their uh supply chains and right right it just gets fucking cold so Bringing up the uh, the Nazi well, army. By we a- live here. You're going to be miserable just being here for a little while. We, we hate it. We know how this feels, but we are at least somewhat used to it. You're going to get here, and after four days, be like, but people live here? Why? Why? I want to go home. Leave. <laughs> that reminds... Oh, no, no. I was going to tell a racist joke. It's not racist. <laughs> it's not racist. What? But it pisses me off. There's a, that comedian from uh, the 80s, Sam Kinison. He's known for just being angry and yelling a lot. He's okay. a he's a good comedian, but he had a joke about it's like why when I watch the news I always hear about all these people starving. Oh, we're starving in Africa. We're starving in South America. Just leave. <laughs> that was his joke. 
Oh. And everybody was like, <laughs> that's the joke? And I remember being like, that doesn't make any sense, Sam. That's a bad, that's a bad joke. I feel like that's like what people say today as like an actual argument. And you're like, just you're, leave. You're dumb too, but whatever. You don't like all their shits there. They live there. Yeah. However, I would leave Russia. I wouldn't leave Russia too because it's too cold. Then get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. We'll just go to Italy. It's warm. <laughs> and then you won't you'd be confused I, I with your... I got the accent <laughs> and the pizza and all the Roman shit. Oh, yeah. Well, in October of 1942, the Nazis attacked Yuri's little village. Did he attack the village he was in? Yeah, his actual village was bombed Bombed. to shit. And the Russian army fought the Nazis in the woods around Yuri's house and uh, against his parents. He's like eight? Yeah, he's eight. Jesus. Yeah, Yuri and his brother, I didn't write down which brother's name, but him and his brother snuck into the woods where the fighting was after they heard less shots. I mean, it was still very dangerous that they went in the forest um, and actually watched a Russian guard who was wounded on the ground, and a Nazis were like, Hey, are you alive? you dead? What are you doing? And he was like, I'm a sick Until he got three guys to get close to him, like, what is he whispering? And then he lit off a grenade. Fuck! <laughs> That's kind of hardcore badass. Like, if you're going to go, if no, you, get you, closer. No, come in. No, I got to tell you something. Your mother's, your mother's a whore. It's super come important. Here. Your mother's a whore. Come here. What did he say? What is he saying? Huh? Your mother. Fuck and your mother. then, kink. I mean, if you know you're mortally wounded, do it, man. Yeah, fucking take out three more. And this is a, a, how, a big part of how Yuri informs himself. He's like, you know, fucking defend Russia. I'm going to defend Russia. Mother Russia! He watched the man blow himself and three other gentlemen to pieces. And uh, the Russian army, following their orders, left. And so now uh, Yuri just lives in a, a Nazi-occupied village that's mostly rubble. Hmm. And the Nazis do what you think they do. Um, people are round up and shot. Um, all food and buildings were taken down or taken over. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of, you know, rapes and pillages. <laughs> I mean, this almost sounds almost as bad as when the Mormons were persecuted and eh. kicked out of Missouri. I wouldn't, I mean, come on. I know. I know it's a little, it's touchy. People called them names. Uh Uh-huh. And they said, don't marry my daughters. Which, what is that? Get out. We invite you to leave our state. And and the Mormons were wounded. (laughs) Wounded. Spiritually and, well, mostly the spiritual one. Yeah, it was mostly just that. Yeah, not so much physically. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, they were also, when they were pioneers, they were the toughest pioneers that anyone had ever seen. Even though they only went halfway that all the other pioneers went, it was the most... They're pretty tough because they ate each other, so, I mean... They did, yeah. They had, yeah, yeah, that did happen, too. Yeah. It's not that far from us, actually. Yeah. The Donner Party place. Location. Was it between Utah and Nevada, somewhere in, in... between there yeah i say in between is that there's something in between there's a line but there's somewhere in that area (laughs) yeah i think it's just west of us by a little bit yeah but yeah white people love to feel uh, persecuted for some fucking reason yeah because we're always the persecutor so we have to be like no my feelings (laughs) (laughs) no one knows how bad no one's ever felt this bad before ever my mom only bought the cinnamon uh pop tarts I don't like them. Actually, I really don't like those ones. They're not good. They want the fruit ones. <laughs> Who doesn't? 
Uh, man, the fuck is cinnamon? The feels that you. I, that was heavy. You I laid that persecuted. on. I was like, wow. I know what he's saying. I feel persecuted by my mom, <laughs> and I wish I had a grenade, bitch. <laughs> cinnamon, really? Mother, come here. I'm injured. Come here. Get I closer. Get closer. <laughs> Just you on the ground with an open cinnamon pack, not eaten. Uh, uh, I can't take this, mother. I feel like the Mormons. Get closer. <laughs> What is that, dear? Bam! <laughs> Show her. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Yuri's village becomes just sad, and his uh, his family's house is stolen. And they actually had to dig, a, like, a dugout with, like, metal over the top of it, and that's what they lived in for two years. Oh, so they're in hiding. No, I mean, the Nazis know they're there. Uh, the Nazis are like, you don't get your house. You live... You live underground now. Actually, maybe die. I don't really care what happens to you. Jesus. But they survived by... You know, the, they still had the dairy farm, and the Nazis just used it, so they were able to operate with their cows and then steal shit. Right. They'd be like, you make milk for us now because we're thirsty, and then they take some too. Like, ha Exactly. They they eked their way by. Um, but Yuri with uh, his, his brother Boris... Um, Boris... I don't know if there's a more Russian name than that. I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think there is. So the most Russian person of all time, Boris Gagarin, and his brother Yuri, who also is often called Yura. That's like a thing in Russia. If you want to call someone a nickname, you just call them their regular name with like an A at the end. Like I would be Tainta. Tainta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, Nursa. Hello, Nursa. Yura. Yura what? You're a bitch. Oh. Don't, guys, don't. Uh. That's what Yuri said to the Nazis, and they were like, huh? <laughs> Such a turn of fate, a phrase. Fuck you. I gotta get out of here. But uh, what Yuri and Boris would do as um, angry little boys is they would find uh, broken glass and scatter it on the road to give the Nazi trucks flat tires. They didn't. That was already there. Um, <laughs> the broken glass was already well, all over the road. They just collected it. They just put it in central <laughs> places. So, I feel so bad. Sorry, Russian listeners. You know I'm kidding. I and, mean, at that time frame, who knows? But I mean, I really do think this village uh, was probably yeah, just mostly glass. And they collected. They made they made bigger piles so that way the trucks would get popped tires. Yeah, they just kicked it a little over. <laughs> uh, but they did also shove potatoes into Nazi truck tailpipes. That's badass too. Does that actually do stuff? Yeah, it'll fuck up the the. The exhaust and all that shit. The manifold and the V6 cylinder. <clears throat> yeah. The carb carbon carburetor. <clears throat> yeah, so if a carburetor gets potato on it, um, it doesn't carburate. Yeah. It won't. It, it won't anymore. It needs to carburate in order to... For the car. Go. For the... Well, for, not, for Nazi cars, they do. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Not Russian cars. Russian cars are made out of potatoes. <laughs> Right, it actually just makes them stronger, really. <laughs> you just throw potatoes in there and it gets faster. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and there's a Nazi officer who's a dick and recognized Boris. He's like, that's that fucking kid who fucks with our cars. And being a Nazi piece of shit, hung Horace Boris from a tree. Maybe hung him like by the neck? Yeah, by, oh. by Boris's uh, scarf. What? Hung him from the tree. Is he, did he make it? Yeah, he made it. Oh, okay. L- luckily, uh, Yuri went and grabbed his mom, and they cut him down uh, before he died. But he almost died. Cause, Man. Because that's, 
How that's how World War II in buttfuck Russia goes. Pop my tire, will you? You're going to die. I'm going to hang you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Nazi mentality. Um, Boris was pretty traumatized, so Yuri was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck, fuck with this guy, the officer that tried to kill his brother. So this officer was in charge of having fresh batteries, car batteries for their trucks and things like that. That was like his task. Yeah. So Yuri went to where the batteries were being stored and just shoved dirt into the openings of them. He would open them up where, like, the battery acid is. Right. Shove dirt in there. Not fuck them up. And, uh, of course, the the officer never found out that it was Yuri that was doing it, but he did get fired or at least transferred, presumably for always having shitty batteries. Right. So Yuri felt satisfied with his revenge. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Could have been, been worse. Yeah. Could have been hung from a tree. Um, and in 1943, his sister Zoya and his other brother Valentine were... Uh, so he has three siblings? Four. Four siblings. Yeah. We got, uh, I guess it is three. No, he has another sister. Oh, okay. But Zoya is his sister and Valentine is his other brother. They were actually stolen by the Nazis. Stolen? Kidnapped? Kidnapped. Ab- abducted. I stole a child! I, I got, stole a couple! I got him! Let's go! Woo! Oh, how old were they when they got kidnapped? Teenagers. Fuck. Why are they getting stolen for? The Nazis would often just steal people if they were walking around the streets and they needed to fill a quota for work camps. Jesus. So they were sent to Poland for, uh, to a, a forced labor camp and they didn't see Yuri for like three years. But so Yuri didn't get captured? No. He was able to avoid that. What, what, is there any reason why or they just didn't need him or he just, wasn't in the right place the right time? One of those random ass things. I really think that his siblings were just on the wrong road at the wrong time. Right. When hmm. some regiment was like, we're taking kids! Ground them up! <laughs> hey, kids, who wants to go to Poland? Yay! They're like, is it better than Russia? <laughs> nope. Oh. But I'm not asking. Get in the truck! <laughs> oh. oh. Is there candy in there? No. Nazi candy. Yeah. It's made from wool. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. That's all we have. And I'm gonna eat it. You can't have any. eat it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, around now is when Yuri kind of gets his first, um, I don't know what the right word is. He, he sees a bunch of dog fights in the air, you know, uh, airplane fights above his, his town. Yeah. Dog fights. Yeah. Got a little mesmerized, a little enamored by the flying machines. And there was actually two of them, two separate incidents where they crashed, two planes crashed in his village. And, uh, he always ran over there. Some childhood friends say he would always run over there to admire the machines. Which I think is pretty selfish, because I think there might be a dying pilot nearby. Hey, shh, shh, I can't think when you're screaming, shh, I gotta just look at this before... <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! I swear to God, dude, this whole thing's gonna light on fire, and I'm, I'm not gonna be able to, like, see any of it, so shush, 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 shush. Oh, God. That's a little bit better. Thank you. This fucking kid. <laughs> He's just like, man, I love planes. Hey, hey, you know you're in a plane right now? That's pretty cool, huh? Isn't that cool? You don't feel cool to just be in it? I want to be in it. It's covered in your hey, blood. Hey, I ask you a question. Does it feel cool? <laughs> hey, wake up! <laughs> huh. Idiot. I would think it's cool. I guess being in a plane makes you a dumbass. <laughs> Pulls the body out and sits in it. Mmm. <laughs> this is cozy. Yeah, this is nice. And he's like, Ew. Pew, 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 pew. Take that, Nazis. Oh, I crashed. Oh, I'm that's... a little bitch. That's you. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> Not what I do. That's fucked up. I kill Hitler. 
With my own, my, by myself. Yeah. Actually, I don't even do it with the plane. I take the plane there, and then I choke him as I fly by, and I, we're in the plane, and I'm flying, and I'm choking him outside of it. Ah! Which would actually be a really cool movie sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And I throw him into the blades. It's a flyby choking. <laughs> His guts fall all over Berlin. Everyone's like, Yuri, Yuri, Yuri. But they get Hitler meat in their mouth because their mouths are open because they're <laughs> chanting. <laughs> Hitler meat? <laughs> Hitler meat. Yeah. It's a good It's a good product. Pass. Did you say pass? Yeah, I don't want the Hitler meat. Oh, what do you else you have on the menu? You have, you have any other Nazi meat? I don't like that. I don't like Hitler's a little too intense for me. It's got too much drugs in it. Oh, I bet Hitler's meat would get you fucking high as hell. Probably. Yeah. Well, in March of 44, the Gagarins pick up the remains of their house. Um, that are left, the ones that are in a camp. Whatever. Is it, it just him and his mom and dad now? Yeah, oh, no. So it's other. it's his other siblings. So his sister uh, and his brother Boris were still with him. Oh, who all got taken away? Just Zora? Zoya and Zoya? Valentine. Zoya and Valentine. Yeah. And <clears throat> in 44 is when the Nazis started to uh, retreat. Get their asses kicked. They started being like, oh, we might not win this thing. Let's get desperate. So the Russian front moved uh, south, luckily. So the Gagarins were no longer under occupation, but the, you know, their town wasn't in great shape. Hmm. So they moved to the city of Gizax. <laughs> that can't be right. I wrote down the pronunciation. I think it's Gizax. It's Gizax. It's like the new, the new axe s- spray. <laughs> smell like jizz. Do you want to smell like jizz? You already do, probably anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you want to cut to the to the chase, you want to tell a lady what you have to offer. Gizax. Gizax. Spread all over your face. <laughs> Get it in your eyes. <laughs> um, and they rebuilt some kind of modest home that they actually built by hand, luckily because his dad's a carpenter, with the remains of their old house. Fuck. <clears throat> and Yuri went to a makeshift, a makeshift school that uh, used Russian military manuals <laughs> to teach reading. So they didn't have reading books. They used uh, military shit to learn how to read and war maps to learn geography. And so he's learning. He's learning, yeah. The ways of the military, though. Yeah. Huh. He does learn a lot about the military. That's, yeah. This will be on the test. You attack from this side, not from this side. If you are German, don't attack Russia. That's yeah. what they learned. He's like, oh, that's probably a good point. I was going to say, I think also probably a lot of Russian education back then in general was probably a lot of propaganda and shit anyway, so. That's probably true, too. Yeah. Really intense social Darwinism. Yeah. That's what they believe in. Oh well, yeah, who's before Lenin? Because uh, Lenin's Leninism is basically based off of the like, what was the original communist? Yeah. It was Marx? Marxism. Marxism. That's right. Yeah, and eh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't work. There's no. subtle differences, but it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a really mischievous kid. Um, apparently he was the his teacher made him sit on the front of the classroom because he's that kind of kid. They have to keep an eye on him. Um, Probably he was just like fucking with shit. Yeah, like in one story I found, he removed all the nails out of a bench. So then when kids sat on it, it just fell apart. That's funny. And he just laughed. He's like, heh. Gotcha. You're not me. Huh. But I'm taking these nails to my house because my house needs it. Because we're actually really poor. Yeah, and the boards too. Uh, so 
And then there is also this was was a weird story. Apparently, there were just grenades that because of the war recently, if you were just a kid, find one. you could just walk around the woods and find a grenade. Found one. So he used to play this fun game. Oh boy, where uh, Russian grenades have a ten second blow up timer. Right. So so he'd hold it. Like to his chest for nine seconds. <laughs> oh my god! And then throw it in the air. Hey, check this out. Hey, Tommy, are you looking? God, watch this. Oh my god! <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Check- Look how close I get. Eight, nine. <laughs> Tommy. And yeah, he probably killed a few kids that way. I mean, when you, yeah. Russia, you're getting attacked by Germany. Maybe it's not so bad to go with a grenade. Yeah, you know, just you know. I don't Fuck. know. Weird, weird shit. Um, and in 1950, when he's 16, uh, he decides to get out of his parents' hair. Uh, it's kind of a traditional thing in Russia, from what I can tell, that if you feel like you're burdening your parents, then you just move out and go get a fucking job. Is there, like, specific signs? Like, you walk in the room and your dad's just like, ah. Still here, so you're huh? here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Still here, huh? Huh. You know, uh, your mother is tired. I'm just going to say that. Just in general, she's tired. Yeah. yeah. It's just sort of a sort of a fact. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I've told you this today, but I don't love you. Yeah, thanks, Dad. I ate all the bread. Bye. Go to my friend's house. Well, take your car. Oh, I fucking hate that kid. Oh, my God. 16 is way too long for him to still be living here. Way too long. Get a job. Your own. Oh. So... That's what he did. He actually meant he moved to Moscow, uh, did a few different things. He got an apprenticeship at a steel plant as a foundryman. So is this like World War II is over now? Yep. He's good. It Home is in Germany. 1950. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're a little bit wait. We're, we're, yeah, six, seven years after yeah. the war. Yeah. Um, R- Russia Snake. is solidly the USSR now. Right. The one that we were all told to be afraid of. Um, that's where he lives. The machine. But on the inside. And he works with metals, which is sort of a fun, uh, you know, because there's a sickle on the and a hammer, hammer on the flag for some of them. Yeah, yeah, the sickle and the hammer. Isn't it supposed to, like, represent, like, you work? You shut up and I, work. I don't. You do. I think it's just supposed to mean everybody works, but that's also not really what happens. No. People at the top are like, this is fun. There's always a caste system, no matter what. It's how humans are so it's just how we think. Yeah, me yeah. first. Yeah, me first. I'm better than you. Yeah, and then you're like, we're equals, and that's how it starts off. Then at the end of it, you're like, you're scum. As soon as they leave the room, you're like, Italians. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what we do. But, uh, yeah, this uh, young young man uh, kind of f- hangs out around Moscow, not really sure what to do until he finds... There's a technical school that's actually about tractors, where you learn how to manufacture and drive tractors, which <laughs> sounds pretty exciting. Mm. But they have, this technical school has uh, an aero club is what it's called, which is really just like an airplane enthusiast club, where they teach you how to fly, and they have planes, so you can fly them, and you can get your pilot's license and shit like that. Ooh. So he's like, I remember when I was a kid, those planes were cool, even though that pussy died. Um, I'm going to pretend to give a shit about tractors so I can join this aero club. It's so weird like to throw those two things in together. Tractors and airplanes. I, yeah, it's the it's the Saratov 
technical school, and I guess they just... Uh... One goes two miles an hour on the ground, the other one fly wherever you feel like. Yeah, it, roughly two miles an hour, <laughs> potentially. I mean, at least I think that's the first... The first plane he flew was... It's called a Yak-18, which you can look up, but it's like a World War One. I, I just realized jet. who Yuri is. Ha-ha! Sorry, go on. Uh, he's the first man... To fly a Yak-18 upside down at the Aero Club, at the Saratov Technical School sure. Aero Club. Um, <laughs> he, his first ride ever, he got up to 5,000 feet, and uh, he said, quote, That first flight filled me with pride and gave meaning to my whole life. So he really did that? Well, he did fly a Yak-18. Oh, okay. And he went 5,000 feet up and was like, I love fucking planes, man. This is badass. Did you see how high I was there? You can't even see me. I'm so high up there. It's crazy how high I was. I'm so going so fast. I was like, ah. And his girlfriend's like, you're, I don't want to hear about, you're, you're supposed to be a grown man and you're just, you're running around the apartment like, and he's just not listening to her. He's doing that right now. Shut up, Hitler. Did you make my sandwich? <laughs> Without the crust, cut it down the middle, not the diagonal way. You know I hate that. I'll bomb the kitchen. Seriously, I still got some of those grenades lying around here somewhere. I Let's actually do. See how far I can go? Nine seconds? Let's do it. Nine and a half. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> Give me it's my sandwich. Good, it's a great party trick. <laughs> um, well, he graduated from tractor school in 1955. Didn't matter. He didn't give a shit about tractors. He never did anything with that degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, he realized that what he should be doing is flying permanently, so he joined the the uh, Orenburg Pilot School, which is like a preparatory uh, get-into-the-military type of school. All right, yeah. And he was described as ambitious, uh, also very reckless with the planes. He got in trouble a lot because he landed them violently. Um, <laughs> he just uh, He's just one of those kids that's just sort of like... I mean, he's still that that happy-go-lucky kid from before, yeah. Who takes the nails like, out of benches and he, I don't see him as like he kind of comes down and like lands. You know, I would normally see a plane land. I see him like skidding sideways, he's <laughs> drifting, and then he keeps like takes off again. Oh, just kidding, oh, just kidding. I'm not landing this time. Yeah, Check this out. He's singing the Top Gun theme to himself the whole time. Highway <laughs> to the You're danger right. zone. Stop it. These are expensive. Out on highway to the landing gear. The danger zone. Mm, fuck. What? It's like the thing with the grenade that you do at parties. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> I forgot you were back there. <laughs> oh shit, man! My sunglasses are so dark. I couldn't even see. <laughs> I was in my own. I was in my own world, man. I was in my own thing. I'm sorry about Did that. You see lady. all that though? Did you see how fast we were going, man? That was dangerously fast. I bet you I could take off a wing mid-air and still land this bitch. Want to see? Let's try it out. <laughs> um, yeah, he got in a lot of trouble for that kind of shit. Um, the one thing they realize is that he doesn't fly so well because he's so short, he can't see over the dash all the way. Really? <laughs> On military planes? You got to get, uh, get the white pages. He actually yellow pages. did buy a cushion, and uh, <laughs> for the rest of his life, he always flew with a cushion because he's like, yeah, I have cool. to be able to see over the edge. Yeah. I have to see all the way through the windshield. That's why I land fucking so hard. I can't fucking tell. Is that the ground coming up? Oh, there it is. Yep. That's what I kept saying is that they were like, he was too short to see the ground. I'm like, nah, I think he was just a reckless motherfucker yeah. who also needed a cushion. <laughs> like, it's probably a little of both. Yeah. 
He's just nuts. Well, real quickly, in uh, 1957, a bunch of crazy things happen. Uh, he meets Valentina Goryacheva, who goes by Valya. Very quiet, shy, introverted peasant lady. Mm. They fall in love. They is get married. Hot? Valentina is actually really cute. <laughs> you can you can look her up. She, um, she actually only died very recently, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, sorry, no, I think she died a while ago. Her, they have two daughters. Mm. Nope, I'm wrong. She died recently, Valia. Their two daughters are still alive, if I believe. Oh, nice. Um, so, and this is the same year that he graduates from pilot school. Uh, it's technically a military thing, so right out of the door, they're like, hey, you're a sergeant. Sergeant. Wow, just like that, huh? He was a good pilot, and yeah. uh, they needed they needed pilots. Like we saw what he did up there, even though it's technically no no. It's hey. also he's not pretty badass. You got balls. Also, I heard about kid. the grenade thing, so so we know that you're comfortable around dangerous weapons, Sarge. Yeah, which is really a bizarre way to, for them to handle that. <laughs> um, same year, 1957, uh, Sputnik One shot up into space. Sputnik is the first satellite ever to uh, orbit the Earth. And it scared the balls off of everybody. Yeah. Because they were like, is it a spy thing? Is it a bomb? War related, yeah. Yeah, America Sputnik. was like, holy fuck balls. I think uh, what, uh, we did uh, Eisenberg. Oh, my God. Hmm? Sorry, what were we talking about? Eisenhower. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did an Eisenhower episode, and we talked about his reaction to Sputnik. He was pissed. Yeah. And, uh, well. And it really was just a experimental space. Let's see if we can launch this up there and... Make it stay up there and shit. Honestly, from what I can tell, it did nothing yeah. other than have a like a receiver on it so they could tell it's up there. And then it crashed like three days later. Yeah. It's really yeah. not that impressive. There you go. But but America was like, if you hear a loud boom and a flash, you got to duck and put your head between your knees. Because that'll help. Because it might be a nuclear boom. And they really did think like, yeah, the Reds are going to take over your school. They're going to land here yeah. from space. And they have spies here. They actually probably did totally have spies there, but still. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. We did, we've done many uh, uh, spy episodes now, and uh, Russia was, we've had some, the Rosenbergs. Fucking Rosenbergs, man. Yeah, so. Spy shit is fun, but sometimes it's, it hurts. <laughs> sometimes it hurts. It hurts, the Rosenbergs. Why'd you, why'd you have to do that? America's cool. We got, we yeah. got, uh, we got hamburgers. We're much cooler than Russia. Yeah. Don't betray us. Don't give the Manhattan Project to back to all of Russia. Dicks. So much of that shit, that technology was stolen from us. Yeah. They also did have their own. I'm not saying they stole everything, because obviously they beat us at the space race. Well, they, they improved on some <clears throat> of the stuff. They stole some of it, and then they continued working on it from that point on. And they were fucking intense. Yeah. They didn't have a, the American attitude of like, well, it's five o'clock, let's go get beers. Yeah. In communism, you're like, you work until the shit's done, until your hands bleed. Oh, and we had fucking, we had a help too. Uh, Einstein, for one, who was, you know, yeah. originally from Germany. Yeah, I think Germany. And also uh, Richard Austria. Feynman. Oh, Richard Feynman. One of our more Feynman episodes. <laughs> Feynmanist episodes. Uh, you, should check, you should check that out too. What is Russia's space program called? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. It's RASA instead of NASA. It's yeah. Russia NASA. <laughs> RASA. Oh, it's Rasa. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, in Yuri's time, it was more uh, uh, like a secret. 
So I don't know what oh. they called themselves. Might be in my notes somewhere, but nowadays, uh, I think it's well, just, just... The, the Russian Space Association. Well, because we also did a... Um... Uh, Rasa. Rasa. We did a U.S. because we were talking about uh, the the cult leader who was also basically starting mm. what was going to become NASA later oh, on. Jack Parsons. And Jack Parsons. Yeah. He was blowing shit up and trying to figure out explosives to yeah. generate that same kind of shit. So it, it wasn't called NASA even back when it was in the U.S. Mm-mm. It was called JASA for Jack Parsons NASA. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. because that's how Jack is. Yeah. Um, it was JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, but they called it the Jack Parsons, Parsons Lab. Jack Parsons Experiment. It sounds like a band name. The Jack Parsons Experiment. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the there's Graham Parsons. He he did the, that kind of thing. Huh. The Graham Parsons Project. Mixing that up with Todd Rudd. Who did the experiment? Someone put those together, too. It's like a name. And... It's just acid. <clears throat> Huh. It's just anybody who does acid. Oh, okay. Is, is, is doing an experiment. But, <laughs> anyways. In 57, Sputnik 1 went up and Sputnik 2, which is the one that had the dog Laika on it. Did the dog make it? Uh, Laika did not make it. Oh, I did not like that. No, nobody liked that. Um, Don't send a dog up there, you idiots. They wanted to see. Figure it out. Yeah, they wanted to see if the if the thing would live because what they were really afraid of is that they're like what the fuck does being a biological being in space mean that must do like, you does your do your eyes pop out of your head or do you have trouble swallowing because there's no gravity or do aliens take over your body or you become a god so let's send somebody up you don't like send joey from work up that you always fucking just send him up there honest to god it's communism. Just fucking grab a guy. Yeah, Just grab a guy. Whatever. Leave the puppy alone. Because Laika, from the little bit I read, uh, was just a, a, a street dog, a homeless mutt. Yeah. So they're like, no one will miss this animal. Shove it in a capsule and shoot in his face, and then it... Crash somewhere. There is a, a, a myth that is told in Russia when people talk about Yuri, saying that he was spazzed out about Sputnik, that he was like, that's so cool, man. But the truth is that he didn't really care. He, <laughs> he, he didn't really think about space travel. He, from what I can tell, he didn't think that uh, space was going to take off in anything, and he was more like, I just want to fly ships. I just, just want to fly planes. I like planes. I like my hot wife. I like grenades. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. Simple tastes. Yeah. No space for me. And he was assigned to the, the Nikel military base, which is, get this, 180 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Wait, what? So go to the coldest part of the Arctic Circle and then keep going. Well, I thought until uh, it gets colder. Uh, it's like when you look at Earth. And, how do you go norther? Because <laughs> the Arctic Circle is like it's an actual ring up there. So he's 180 miles into What's the it? Arctic Circle. Because I know when you hit the he's north near the pole. If you hit the North Pole, yeah. if you were literally, literally standing on it, literally. Uh, the only way, the only direction is south. Like, if you walked in any direction. If you were standing on the North Pole. Weird thought, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Unless. So he's close to the North Pole. He's. Very close. Really up there. Yeah. And he suffers from, like, almost permanent uh, eye damage from the snow. Because he's just up there. It's bright. I mean, it's like the northernmost uh, Russian military, and they just have fears that the Americans could invade from the north. Right. I was going to say, what are they doing there? That's what it is. That's it, really. He just flies planes around to make sure that they work, even though it's sub-zero temps. Too cold. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, he almost crashed a bunch of times because, again, he's not good at landing these things. <laughs> and you can't, you can't tell distance when everything is white. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just a fun little side story. His daughter, Yelena, was born up there. So she... For real? Yeah, she's got that credit to her life. See, he was up there for a while. So he brought his wife up there and was like... Yeah, they lived up there. Gotta stay warm. Let's... I don't know. I think... Because you and me are specifically people who don't like the cold. Yeah, no, it's stupid. The cold of that far up was sort of unimaginable to me, and I would rather blow my brains out. Yeah. Than even endure it for five or minutes. Or get in a plane and, and leave if I've got blankets. You're in a plane. Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. This place sucks. I'm going. Just move. I'm going to get out of here. Um, yeah, I'm going to take off. Yeah. I'm, I'm nice pun. Well, in, uh, in 19... Thanks. You're welcome. 19... <laughs> <laughs> Got to acknowledge that. Yeah. In 1957, there is a guy who... So, sort of a weird story. His name is Sergei Korolev. Mm-hmm. And Sergei is the head of the Russian space program, the communist space program. Okay. He is, um, no, it's it's sort of weird. Um, he doesn't exist technically right. at, at this time. But, so I mean, like, it's so secretive that he doesn't like yeah. exist. His identity is He's not on paper classified. anywhere. Yeah, okay. So if you if you get around to reading uh, the right stuff. By Tom Wolfe, it's about the the Gemini program, like pre-Apollo program for NASA. Yeah. And it's about these test pilots and how they have the right stuff, which is just being ballsy and smart, and kind of charming and maybe drink too much. But in that, Tom Wolfe does, because it was written in the 60s, they still in the 60s didn't know who Korolev was. His name was unknown. And Tom Wolfe only referred to him as like... The mysterious architect, or something like that. Did he actually exist? Do we even know? Dun dun dun. Oh. No, yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in photos now. Um, yeah, that they doctored. You know, they did do that too. Even in World War Two, they doctored a lot of photos. Yeah. Same with Germany. There were people in the Russian space program that, if they died in an accident, and and the government just didn't want to admit it happened, they just took them out of photos. Yeah. They're like, that guy didn't ever, never existed. Don't mm. even worry about it. He never existed. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But Stalin uh, trusted in Sergei Korolev to get us into space. He's like, hey, you got an empty thing up there. You got a dog up there. Uh, we need a guy in there. So wait, this is what, this is what, who said this? Stalin told uh, Korolev. Oh, Stalin like, did. Okay. You got to get a guy up there. And the race begins. Yeah. I mean, even... Uh, I don't even think that the Americans... I mean, we were trying to... This is around the same time as the Gemini Project. They were like, we're trying to get a guy up there, but we're just... Russia beat that, beat us at that, though. They got a guy in space before us. They beat us at every measurable space race thing except the moon. The moon, Which, right. what the fuck is the moon, anyway? Cheese? I don't know. It's a Stanley Kubrick soundstage. Hmm. That's what it is. And dust. And lots of dust. And it's fake, too. <laughs> 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 don't even joke about that shit it's a it's a hollow alien craft but uh yeah so korlev ass, um assigns a uh a, a team of doctors let's call it sure that's what they they wore lab coats and didn't tell their names but they referred to themselves as doctors and they went around and literally poked and prodded every 
uh, pilot in the military. Why? All however many thousands there were. So they're trying to find people that they could shoot into space. Hey, what do you like? Let me touch you. What is this? Yuri said that the tests were weird. They would give, they would ask them weird questions like, "Do you get in fights with your wife a lot?" Uh, <laughs> they're checking to see if you die. Would anyone give a fuck? There's that. They asked him every weird question in the book. He said that he had his eyes examined more than a dozen times. They kept taking their weight and testing their strength and then giving them math problems. Hmm. And they would ask him stuff like, what kind of books do you read? Do you like flying? How do you feel about Stalin? <laughs> and so they're gauging uh, who, I guess what you would say in the in the Russian space program, what's the right stuff for that? What's the weight of an unlaid swallow? What does he say? African or European? What? I don't know that. Oh! Yes. Yellow! <laughs> I'm in blue! <laughs> um, so, Yuri was apparently tested, uh, he thinks, over 50 times, where these doctors just kept coming around every few weeks and giving him more tests. Well, we know internally they were just checking off the list, like, okay, this guy's good, this guy's good. We don't like him, he, he drinks too much. And they ended up with 20 guys, and they were all brought into a room and told, you are the first cosmonauts. Cosmonauts. Yeah. Which is the Russian word for astronauts. Which, uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Co Cosmo and Astro. Yeah, Cosmo sounds cool. I think cosmonaut is a cooler sounding yeah. word. Yeah. Astronaut's fine, but cosmonaut it sounds sexy. It sounds effective. Astronaut sounds like ass. Tronaut. Yeah. It smells like it smell. It's like it smells like butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it where like. are you guys going to? Huh? Going to Uranus? Huh? <laughs> I bet. You're gonna like it too. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I'm an ass. Well, I am an ass man. Tronaut. Yeah, fine. yeah, there's nothing wrong with being an ass man. Yeah. I am the ass man. The. I'm the ass man. Mm. That's what my license plate says. <laughs> ass man. Well, uh, yeah, they uh, they were all told this is a top secret space program. You can't tell anybody about it. Um, but what we're going to do is uh, fly some rockets into the fucking space. Into the fucking space. So Out there. So I don't know how far up. I don't know. We sent a dog and it lived. I mean. No, we sent two dogs and they, well... We think it lived. I don't know where it is. But they did get a, a two dogs in one rocket. They were able to land back alive. Really? Yeah. Shit. So they were like, we could probably do that with a dude. Where they they landed in the ocean? No, they always have to land on Russian soil or... For real? Or it didn't happen. How the fuck do you get that to work? I thought the whole idea was landing in the ocean precise. was... precise. Easier, so you just... That's kind of the American idea, I think, because the only water around Russia is up north and probably cold mm. and disputed and, you know, big shipping lanes. In America, you could land off the coast of Florida and nowhere else now. Um, but in Russia, it's a little tougher. Oh, I think like such an American idiot. Well, the other thing Damn is, <laughs> the other thing is, they didn't want anybody to know about it. So if they no. land on foreign soil, they'd have to make something up and maybe even burn down a village, and that's just a headache. Right. That's just a headache. So, essentially, um, Yuri was stoked that he got to mostly leave the fucking Arctic Circle, uh, but he's like, top secret, big Their rockets. are good, though. Eh. They're not the best. They're okay. Yeah. 
I, I like chicken rings. Chicken rings are actually really good. They're weirdly really good. <laughs> they shouldn't be. By all means, you know they shouldn't be, but they are. It's the fact that they're admitting that it's fake because you, they're put in a mold. Yeah. So at some point, they're liquid, which is not a fun <laughs> thought. But they are really good. Yeah. yeah. I'll eat some fucking chicken rings any day. Let's go get some chicken rings after this. Fucking I haven't had Arctic Circle in years. Me either. Well, uh, Yuri got to leave the Arctic Circle and was stoked. He moved to... There's a secret. I'm going to fuck this up. But there is uh, the the military name for this base is oh, Z- Zivodzian Goro- Gorodok. <laughs> what? Look, it's it's spelled Z-V-Y-O-Z-D-N-Y. That's good enough. I, I understand why. <sighs> Luckily, Gondora. they call it Star City. Oh, why didn't... Okay. Yeah. It has a name. They call it Star City because they're like, we're going to go to the stars. Well, I like how you said it because you're like, I'm going to, you know, this is a big secret. I'm going to fuck it up. I thought you were going to be like, by telling you guys all this, you guys shouldn't know this. <laughs> so here's, I'm spilling the beans. This is the top secret. It's Star City. Yeah, Star City is a much funner name. Yeah. And that's the me- secret military base he goes to. to uh, Sounds cute. To train. Oh, Listen, where do you work at? Star City? Oh, that's nice. It, Sounds pretty. It does sound like a city in Pokemon. It does. Yeah. Or yeah. any anime. They would have a Star yeah. City. Go, Sailor Moon. Launch yourselves from Star City. Sailor Moon lives on Star City for sure. She definitely, her and, her and all her Sailor friends. Because her the characters are actually named after like, yeah, she's Sailor Moon. I think the rest are like planets or something. Which I always thought was weird. She got the moon. I've never seen it. And then there's like a Jupiter or something. That's true because the moon would be like the least impressive one if it's like jupiter but she's the main chick sailor jupiter sailor yeah i don't know anything about that show all i know is it was written by this lady who apparently was struggling um as a you know like a, a starving artist you know she's drawn at the the comics or the manga if you will sure and uh yeah it, it struck gold it hit well and so yeah a lot of dumb ideas take off <laughs> um i've never seen the show ever in my life it's a franchise called um I think it's Harold, Harold Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> trash. But apparently this lady was homeless. She was like, "What's a bunch of gobbledygook to get me a mansion?" And it worked. I, we we'll disagree on many things, and this is one of them. <laughs> like I'm not like a huge Harry Potter fan, like diehard or anything. It's good. It's, good. it's like our wives are huge into it, yeah. and I will not not talk shit on it. That's fair enough. Sorry. Um. But, yeah, the, the space training is as bizarre as you might imagine. So, like, you know, you've, you've probably heard or seen how the how the, the NASA guys would train with the uh, G-forces. I was about to say, you look at what they do today, and it seems bananas if you didn't know. Yeah. They're like, get in this chair, we're going to spin you around really fucking fast, and you're going to pass out. And you're like, why? Let's do it. Get in. It's funny. I'm going to put the camera and watch. We are going to spin it until you black out. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> it's, like, it's fun for us. Yeah. And they're just like hamsters. They get tor- tortured. Well, the Russians did that, but they also did something that um, – it's still, still not totally understood what they thought they were accomplishing here, but they would put these dudes in isolation chambers um, for weeks. Just They're to just, see how long they could last. Well, how yeah, to see how, how long they can be alone. Just to see how long they can be alone. But then um, they would also fuck with the air pressure in the room. So, or the oxygen levels. Yeah, the oxygen levels. And so, <clears throat> obviously, it deals with isolation. 
Um, cause they knew they were being watched, but you were in there alone, but they also would fuck with the lighting randomly or the air pressure just to fuck with them. Yeah. You're in there for seven days, starting to lose your mind. And all of a sudden the lights just turn off and you're like, huh? hello. Hey. Hello. Why is it harder to breathe? Or is it just me? Okay. Did they just turn everything off? And then the guy who's watching the camera is like, sir, we haven't done anything. He's losing his mind right now. Yeah, he's literally covering his eyes. Like, did the Americans bomb us? <laughs> Where am I? Um, it's funny that uh, that so this sort of gives an idea of Yuri's character. Um, when Yuri was in there, it said that he knew that the researchers couldn't respond to him, but he knew they could hear him. Yeah. So he would talk to them, be like, "How's your day going, buddy? Hey, have you ever heard this one about the rabbi and the horse that walk into a bar?" And he would also start to uh, sing songs like. The blue cord over there is connected to the yellow cord, and they're my only friends. What's the one he sings on Rocket Man? And he's oh, in the isolation chamber, and he's like, John Jacob Jinglehammer Smith, <laughs> exactly. his name. Yeah. That's how Yuri's pretty happy-go-lucky, honestly. This is a weird thing to do to a human, and he just responded by being like, eh, whatever, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And this, uh, so a lot of this information I've given you, Nobody knew about until well into the 90s after the Soviet Union fell. Really? Um, no, was NASA doing similar shit? Like the isolation chamber and all that stuff too? I've never seen NASA doing isolation chambers. I, they don't see the point of it. Yeah. Because I don't see the point of this one. Yeah. I mean, fuck it with air pressure maybe, but uh, why? You just know it's going to make them black out. You yeah. know that's what's going to happen. Because they used to do that. Like shut off the oxygen in there until they black out and then turn the oxygen back on and just see how they respond. Yeah, well, I always knew the, like, the G-force kind of test yeah. was related to the idea of, like, you can actually prevent yourself from passing out up to a certain point. Like, everyone will still eventually do so, but you can actually, like, breathing techniques and yeah. all that shit. You can keep your blood from rushing to your head. I don't know. If you get prepared for it, I guess. So I imagine, like, that could be useful in certain scenarios. You might be able to stay conscious longer. Until it yeah. pressures, you know. And it's also like the, uh, I, I heard about recently, the Ig Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah. Sometimes okay. science is just throwing shit at the wall, and sometimes it's just funny. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes it works. Yeah, I made, watch, I made this guy pass out. How can we use this? Oh, check this out. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Let's publish it. Dude, I'm taking videos of it. His face gets all like, like his cheeks get all pulled back, and he's like, dude, look at that. I love torturing humans. <laughs> This is why I love this science. This is my job. This is why I got into science. I love it. I'm God, I love it. Time. Well, it was publicly figured out, it was actually 1986, that uh, during these oxygen deprivation uh, tests, they did kill a guy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> In the testing area? In the isolation chamber. How? So, uh, while the oxygen, or like the, the room was depressurizing... Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much a room full of pure oxygen that is just sealed up. He accidentally lit a cotton ball on fire because he threw it on, like, the hot plate stove. Yeah. And that oxygen-rich environment, all the oxygen just went... Fuck. And, yeah, he probably died pretty horrifically. Oh, go. Yeah, um, burning to death. And uh, in all the old cosmonaut photos, they just removed him. And he was never here. Right. Well, I can only imagine that, like, you, you're in a chamber that is sealed off. You light up the whole entire chamber, so you're on fire. And then, also, you just burned up all the oxygen, so now you really can't breathe while you're... And you're covered in burns. 
And it's an isolation chamber, so, you know, the scientists are trying to unlock that giant steel wheel. Oh, God! Oh, Jesus! Oh! Uh, um, racist name, he never <laughs> happened. We, none of us were here today. We all had the day off. That's what it is. It's not even, like, a to keep secret. It's just, like, this, like, guilt. Like, uh, I don't want to get caught. I don't want the people, I don't want our people to know that we, we just fucked this guy yeah. up. Especially, like, this, the, the style of communism that they subscribe to is, like, you represent the whole country all the time, so if you fuck up, you just fucked up Russia. Yeah. Way to go. Um, they are, um, also, uh, other fun shit, uh, the, you, they will be, they wear headphones, and a guy says numbers randomly in the headphones, and then you have to do math tests and try and get them right. That's weird. Again, don't know what the logic is there, but they, they did that. All right. And parachuting and shit like that. But That'd uh, be fun, parachuting fun. Yeah, I think parachuting, well, that, that actually makes sense that they need to do. Yeah. They know how to jump the fuck out of it from the sky. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to jump the fuck out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Good test. Pe- people time truth. People time <laughs> fact. Yeah. Hashtag that. Well, in, in 1960, Yuri and the other cosmonauts met the uh, the very secretive man, uh, Sergei Korolev, who... Took an immediate liking to Yuri, just sort of his happy-go-lucky nature. Um, he was also perfect for what uh, what Korolev wanted, because not only was he good in front of people with cameras, he was diminutive, pretty short. So when he showed him the first uh, Vostok rocket, which is the name of the rocket they shot up there with, um, Yuri, for one politely asked uh if he to if he could enter the rocket and took off his shoes oh cute which is like a traditional russian thing where you before you walk into someone's house you ask permission and take your shoes off it is yeah i didn't know that and it was also small enough to fit in the very small cabin so a lot of the the dudes at that point were like uh yeah it's, it's probably yuri who's gonna go up in it korolov likes him he's He's short. I'm six foot and dumb, so I'm not good in front of people, and I can't fit in the cab. <laughs> They're going to kill me in that isolation <laughs> chamber. <laughs> I'm next. I can feel it. No one's going to know about me either. I'm just going to erase. That sucks. i got to get out of here. <laughs> i got to get on a plane and get out of here. Maybe go to space or something. <laughs> well, uh, Vostok, just for some, uh, some, some fun facts, I guess, it means east or dawn. Why, why would they name it that? I don't know. Was it kind of like, you know, uh, where the sun comes up, so it's like a new dawn. A new start. To the east we go. Oh, no no relation to the Muslims. No. No. Which way is east? Um, this is from Robin Hood when he wants to pray. Oh, which Robin Hood? Prince of Thieves. I haven't, I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, it's good. Is that the one with Dave Chappelle in it? <laughs> Right? Were they dance in green tights? No. No. Yeah, I think that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the, and then there's uh there's a fox, I think. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ones. That one is actually really good. Um well, uh the Vostok is a lot like the other NASA Apollo rockets that you know about. Three-stage break-apart engines. Yeah. Kind of thing, like 100 feet tall, like 10,000 pounds. Huge big piece of metal. And, uh, let's see, it was uh, in May of 1960 that they sent up the first Vostok with uh, nobody or animals inside just to kind of see what happens. Make sure it's gonna go up? Make sure it's viable. 
Um, it did spiral out of control and blow up. They're like, good enough. Let's get a person in the next one. I think it's going to work. Um, we know what it was. It was just, it was it was a weird day that day. It was just weird. Well, they, they did like a few, like two months later, sent up another Voz talk with two dogs in it. That one spit out of control and blew up. Ah. Mm-hmm. Too much of a dog person to like these stories. Moment of silence for those two pups. Yeah. Send people. If don't send dogs are better than people. Seriously, I mean, if you're gonna send anybody, yeah, just a fucking guy. Yeah. Just like a guy who's in the back of a bar, and he's like, "Yeah, me and my wife kicked me out because I smacked her." Like, <laughs> that's funny. Get follow, in this cab. Follow me to this giant machine. Yeah. Why not? Be a better story. Well, in August of 1960, they sent up the third Voz Talk with two dogs in it, and they did successfully orbit 17 times. Nice. And uh, automatedly landed the thing with the pups intact. That's pretty crazy that they're landing them pretty well, too. Yeah, from, like, remotely. And especially because, like, well, yeah, yeah, remotely, that's for sure. But also, like, yeah, we just blew up the last three, just trying to get it out. (laughs) And then be like, but we landed them okay. Like, fuck, I thought that was the harder part. Like, getting them up is obviously difficult. Right, what do you, I mean, you think that would be the tougher part? I would think the landing would be harder. I do wonder. I don't know shit, so. What those dogs thought the fuck was going on oh the g-force man oh dude that had to not be fun for and them. i i would assume or hope they trained them for that uh which is still not fair because you can't explain it to them yeah but then once they get up there they're like is that the fucking earth <laughs> what the hell <coughs> i thought it was flat dogs think dogs don't think it's flat well 1960s communist dogs because they're not they're not trained Dogs don't know the earth isn't flat. So that's me doing a shitty impression of dogs don't know it's not bacon. <laughs> bacon. My dog does fucking love bacon strips. Does he? But they make him visibly fatter <laughs> after he eats one. We've got we've got some like tiny little treats that we give to our dogs and it um you know when you give it to them, it doesn't make any sense, but in like about twenty to thirty minutes, they're gonna start farting their asses off. Oh yeah. And it's like how does that go through your system that fast? How is it disrupting They're little and they're hungry. Yeah. Just shoots through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dog, uh, I actually, it's close to Christmas, so I took his measurements for some Christmas presents. Of course. He's got to get a sweater or something. Mm-hmm. His length is small to medium, but his girth is medium. <laughs> so it's very hard to shop for him. Uh, all the bacon strips, it's really my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so cute and he loves them. So what, you get, what, what, what am I going to tell him? No? Yeah. Look at his face. Stupid. I'm going to so, give it to him. Oh, yeah, I still do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do need to stop. He's going to get so heavy, his knees are going to give out, and he's yeah. just going to be like, just bring the bacon to me. <laughs> All right, buddy. You got it, buddy. <laughs> well, carry you around wherever you need to go. Um, because of this successful landing of the two dogs, the Communist Party approved a human flight. <laughs> After one successful, he's like, I saw the last three. You know, All right. They literally, like, um, I don't know... The spy shit, that's still classified, I assume. But I think they thought that Americans were closer to space than we were. Yeah. So they were hella rushing it. (laughs) Fuck. I'm on my game. Yeah. What's up? I'm like Michael Jordan 1996 (laughs) right now. Well, in March of 61, uh, a dummy, uh, of uh, like a mannequin person that they uh, named Ivan Ivanovich, was launched up in the Vostok. And uh, they didn't want the Americans to know what was happening, so he in the cabin was the dummy and a tape player 
that was just playing Russian recipes on repeat. Why? Why that? Just because they, I, I don't know. Und keiner Eier. It's actually German, but and no eggs. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was just pot recipe. cookies. It's a recipe for pot cookies. Is it for pot cookies? Mm. I thought it was for cake or something. No, yeah. Dyer. I don't. I never knew. Yeah. It's a fun song though. Dyer von Satan. Yeah, it's his pot. It's, it's weed something. I'm pretty sure it's cookies, with no eggs. It's eggless cookies. You don't. You don't want to put weed in cookies though, Tool. Put them in brownies. Yeah. Because the brownies are much more savory. Hides the the weed flavor. I don't like brownies. See, I don't love brownies either, but I'll eat one to get high. <laughs> of course, I don't. I don't fuck with weed anymore. Yeah. Too old for that shit. Back in the day, man. Yeah. Well. The uh, the dummy survived. Uh, you know, he ejected after re-entry and fell into a small village. He survived. The, the dummy survived. Mm. He lived. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just a fun story. Like, this small village saw a random man parachuting out of the space, land in the middle of a field, and a team of military guys came and, like, stood around him. And the villagers were like, that man is dying and you're not doing anything. They're like, you don't know anything. Shut up. And they never told him what happened. <laughs> just what it is so you monsters <clears throat> they're like i mean, really can't tell him that but fucking peasants man <sighs> you guys don't understand anything hey, look at his face he doesn't have, he doesn't have eyes they, they fell out in <laughs> space that's <laughs> what happens in space and it'll happen to you if, if you look upon him <laughs> that or, you know just take these people away just get them all like okay you're all dead and we'll just hide you later no can one we, knows you exist we'll erase all your pictures can we kill this entire city <laughs> and just erase them and Stalin's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Quit Stalin. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so it was decided in March of 61 that uh, the only two people that uh, would be selected for the first flight was Yuri Gagarin and his backup man, which is German Titov. Hmm. Gert. Yeah. Yeah. Titov. <laughs> Tit. Yeah. <laughs> what a weirdo. Nice. Um, German um, was like the baby food no it's german but it's g-h-e-r-m-a-n so german i thought that's how the baby food was but fuck me that's gerber all right gerber german is the tracking devices that's garmin garmin that's it's the uh we're learning a lot (laughs) german that's the uh the language that the germans speak correct Mm -hmm. yes germish They speak Germish there. Ah, we made it. We made it around. It's a in, shawl. In Bavaria. <laughs> um, they were they were the two that were finally selected, uh, meaning uh, more than likely Yuri would be the one to go up, and German would be his backup in case anything happened. And they went to what is called the, the, the Baikonur Cosmodrome, which is pretty, just a cool name. It's just where they launch, it's just where they launch rockets. What was it called again? Baikonur. Bacon or Cosmodrome. I'm probably saying it wrong. It sounds delicious. Well, what's annoying is it's still like around. So if you know anything about space flight right now, I'm definitely saying it wrong. But that's they still Russia still shoots rockets off from there. That's cool. From the the Bacanor Cosmodrome. Astronauts know it's not real bacon. What was the name? (laughs) It's not real bacon. It's Baconor. Baconor, yeah. From the Cosmodrome. Baconor. I fucked up my own stupid joke. It makes cosmonauts fat. Dur. Yeah, it's because they got to be heavier in space. That doesn't make any sense. Well, because if you're too light, you'll fall out of orbit and just just land in Uranus. 
your mm-hmm. your anus. Yeah, that's what the science says. Um, it's still like I said, it's still there. It's technically today. It's in Kazakhstan, and now that the USSR is broken, uh, Russia rents that land from Kazakhstan for seven billion rubles a year. Wow, how much is a ruble? Fuck if I know. It's got to be close to a dollar. <laughs> for real? It's fuck. Like, it's like eighteen dollars, I think, in American. What? <laughs> I don't know. No, there's a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, these two dudes, uh, German and Yuri, they're there to, you know, train to go up into space. And Titov is pretty pissed off that he is second in place because Titov is disciplined, cold, very smart. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm the one that they should be doing this because I'm the I am I'm the, the cool-headed. I figure this shit out. That guy's a goofball. He's fucking short and just yeah, charming." Was it why did why all the ladies like him? Fuck. They don't like that they don't like that I am good at math. And that's actually why Yuri was selected over him because Yuri's likable. And if he lands successfully, they're gonna show everybody. Like, look at our fun guy. It's like, hey guys, that was easy. Russia rocks. Russia's Bing. so cool. Hey, think about communism. I have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> they send to space. Yeah. Let me sing you a Russian peasant song. Watching Fox Nick Russia, communism. That sounds more German. Yeah, but yeah, it's a little bit more aggressive for a peasant song than I expected. But it has a nice melody. I think I think that is the nice version. Like, oh, that's the nice that's, version. That's not heavy. Not in Russian. I don't know. It's so cold and dark. You're just mad all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, communism. Great. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that uh, Yuri's a good sell uh, for the communist ideology. He was a, from a working peasant family, whereas German uh, was actually from like an urban family. His parents were teachers. So the idea was like, yeah, if you're just a hardworking peasant... You can make it to the top two and go into space. You can make it all the way into space. Reach for the stars. Literally, please. Mm-hmm. Peasant, no one gives a shit. No one gives a fuck. He's fucked. You just get back on the farm and get work. The fuck to work. Mm. Well, and that's kind of hilarious and sad that German was a very precise and disciplined person and worked his ass off just to be second place to a guy who tells jokes. <laughs> and that's and that's why he got second place. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um. So Yuri gives a nice speech that was supposed to look impromptu at a communist party meeting. It was actually written primarily by uh by Stalin, just to say really thank you to the motherland and for the people <laughs> he sneaks in there like stalin's the best am i right he's got a huge dick i'm like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah I've, we've all seen it this is definitely stalin did not write this this is definitely somebody <laughs> else stalin rules forever uh the vostok is designed after stalin's penis exactly <laughs> what it looks like um intentionally yeah same size same weight these are all my own thoughts and nobody else's thank you uh yuri gagarin <laughs> thank you for coming we're going to space. Uh, so it's April 11th of, uh, of 1961, and Yuri and German are actually like there. It's so when you go to this place to to launch, it's mostly like a big launching pad, some science stations and shit, and then a bunch of bunkers for the people to sleep in. And Yuri and German are sleeping in the same bunker, and they, I don't know, like the suspicion you have when you're a communist is that the government's watching you. Yeah. So they knew that if one of them had a bad night, 
Like if they got nervous and threw up or got sick or something, they'd be taken off the the, the mission. So they knew that their beds were wired. So they spent the entire night not moving and not speaking in the fear that uh, if they moved around too much, the, the scientists would be like, they didn't get enough sleep. Use the other guy. Which is ironic because they probably had to like be so aware of it. They probably didn't get as good as sleep if they just went to sleep. From what I saw, neither of them slept. Oh, nice. All yeah. night. Yeah. They well. just sat there. I mean, August, the, the nerves of going into space and then the nerves of like, these scientists are going to kick me off the project. They just sat there and didn't move. I'm sure one or the other is enough to keep you awake all night. But yeah, that yeah. seems... That's the, the fun communism. Hmm. Fun times. Well, uh, so on the next morning, Yuri uh, had a breakfast of nutrient paste with uh, with Korolev, the head of the space program. Got suited up, actually gave some autographs to people, which was kind of funny. Well, I wonder how much those are worth now these days. It's probably got to be worth a pretty penny. Probably be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but the Collectors. team that like, helped him put on his suit, they were like, hey, no, this is like, inappropriate. Can I get your autograph? <laughs> and he's Yuri, so he's like, yeah, for sure. All okay. right. Yeah, that's cool. And... Uh, Let's see. They uh, they took a took a bus out to the launch pad, and Yuri uh, had to take a piss, so he actually pissed on the back tire of the bus. <laughs> and that is noted because the co- every cosmonaut that's gone to space has done that. Oh, it's like a tradition now. Yeah, and it's I cute. I don't know if it's superstition or just uh, out of honor for him or whatever. Yeah. Every even the female astronaut squat down there. And- well, what I read is they fucking piss in a cup on the way to the bus, and then just throw hold it, on, it on the bus, get out, and then throw their cup of piss on the back tire for luck. It's such a, it's such a. <laughs> just get out there, drop your drawers, squat down, and pee on the tire That's, best you can. Hey, it's just nature, man. Yeah. Yeah, get your twat on the road, <laughs> piss on that tire yeah. like a cosmonaut. Yeah. It's what Yuri would have done if he had a a, a a vagina. Probably. Yeah. I gotta pee two seconds and just. Hoppers one leg over the tire and like I want this on the Here tire specifically. Go. Here we go. Yeah, so they still do that, which is fun. Um, he was marched up to the launching pad, and another fun weird, weird story from the USSR is that so this whole flight was going to be automated, where Yuri doesn't actually need to touch anything. I'm surprised they have this stuff. I know that like it's like radio controlled, I guess. I mean, I know that radio control's been around for actually quite a while, but because we know we've done the, we did an episode with a uh, Tesla who was able to make remote control. How far that distance went, I have no idea. But yeah, how the fuck do you get it into space with a clear message? Yeah, they're blowing up fucking three out of four spaceships, and they're like, "We're gonna remote control this from from the station." <laughs> I know, right? It's really not. I don't think it's a smart idea. I like um, to think though, it's like those like really complex. Remember those '90s movies where someone would have like a a controller that was huge and a giant antenna out of it. He's like, all right, so let's right, start up the engines. So the whole Russian space program is based on one guy <laughs> with his, his glasses on in the middle of a field and a huge, he pulls out the antenna like, okay. There's like 20 people around him just watching him. Hey, will you uh, hand spin the propeller for me? Let's get it going. All right, what's the wind speed at, folks? Talk to me, boys. I need to know. I'm starting the engines on right now. And it's like literally a flick of a switch and then... <laughs> Okay, we're going. This is going good so far. Oh shit! Batteries are dead. New batteries. Give me some new batteries. Quick, 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 quick! quick, 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 quick. Oh fuck! I can't believe we checked this. They're they're double D. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! 
And the rocket just sort of goes up <laughs> oh, slowly back down. We got him in. We got him in. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Yuri's like, what's going on down there, guys? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Round two. Yuri did a little bit of urine. Uh, I thought I got it all out, but that was scary. Do I need to piss on the truck again? Free luck? <laughs> yeah, totally automated, which I still find bizarre. Um, but they had a, a, a six-digit keypad on the on the console that in an emergency... Yuri could put in a, a a password and take control of the craft. Who else? Who else is? There? Why do they need a password? Isn't it? Why not just? Well, it's because like they were, a three button sequence. He wasn't like, supposed to know it. Like, like he didn't know the password. They, oh, they would have to tell him. Yeah, they they would have to determine that he's in trouble and he has to take over because they didn't want him to panic and do it anyway. Okay, I guess. I mean, that makes sense, but. Yeah. I was thinking, like, this password's just for you, Yuri, so when you're on there, if you need to take control, and he's all like, I'm the, it's just two of us. Like, it's, there's only two of us going up. It's Why literally do you... just me in this chair. Yeah, don't tell the other guy. Shh. It's just you, buddy. Dude, this <laughs> is secret. your password. This password literally means you go to space. It's your space password. Yeah. Like, it's too short to use for your for your Yahoo, though. Yeah, you need to, yeah. It's literally three digits. Well, the fun human side to this story where it's not about this monstrous government telling you what to do is that the guy who was charged with like putting on yuri's uh uh seat belt and then bolting the door closed yeah he knew the password and he was like yuri <laughs> i i just i want you to be safe man the, the password's two three five is this for real yeah for real and then yuri actually was like oh don't say they are they told me earlier one other guy told me <laughs> for real yeah like three, three people three, are like three people were like yuri just in case. Dude, you're funny. I, I like you. I, like, I don't know what's going to happen because they blow up more often than not. So it's 235 just in case. That's fucking... Is that really the code, by the way? 235? That's actually the code. Shit! And all three of those guys would have been sent to prison camps if Stalin knew that that happened. But Damn. Was, sorry, I haven't mentioned... Stalin's fucking dead, dude. It's the 60s. <laughs> oh, no. Taints McCrackers, you idiot. It's, Kru it's Khrushchev now. Khrushchev. Yeah, and Khrushchev... Super fucking loves Yuri as well. Similar, good. similar relationship that he has with Korolev. Uh, he's charming. He's a good guy to sell. Sorry for any Stalin reference I've made after like the fifties. We know though. It's all right. It's fine. It's, it's Khrushchev. So, um, and that's just a fun. Is it story. that much different? Let's be honest. Not no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Khrushchev may be a little less cold, but that's only because he didn't uh, have to lead during World War Two. Right. Yeah, still, it's still, still Russian dictator, communist, yeah, asshole. Anyways, so the uh, this is also noted the Russians found the American countdown, stupid American drama where they're like, we're not gonna count down. Really? Yeah, that's they, funny. They literally like label it like stupid American drama, and they're like, all right, we're going. Launch key, go. Turn it on, go. <laughs> wait, wait, when, when, when? Right now? now? Oh God, go now! And uh, it, it's reported that uh, Yuri yelled uh, what in, in Russia means let's – it either means let's go or let's roll. Like, let's do this thing. I think it's let's roll, and it sounds super white. Uh, it's uh, In Russian, rock it's, and roll. it's uh, payakoli. 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 Which is just – I think in a modern context, it's him going like, let's rock and roll. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's fuck space. Ah, with it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm literally going to enter it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not asking first. And look at my spaceship. What does it look like to you? You tell huh? me. The patriarchy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
You tell me. Doesn't look like a vagina. Russia. It is a dark void. <laughs> well, I meant the spaceship, but yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I think we're making the same. Yeah, we're we're both being extremely sexist for. Yes. I don't know if he was sexist or not, so it may not be fair. But I don't know sexist, but this is the '60s in general. So yeah, anywhere in the world's probably it's probably sexist. Well, things were like I don't know this, but I have a feeling that he didn't ask Valentina if he could become a cosmonaut. He just did yeah. it. Yeah. And like, hey, take care of my daughters while I'm in fucking space. Yeah. I'm gonna go fuck space. Yeah. So. um... Yuri does, you know what you think Yuri does. Uh, You're gonna watch. <laughs> Sorry. Live from a live screen. Um, he uh, uh, there's a there's a quote from him saying that he heard a strange whistle and a timbre that he said that he had never heard before. It's his partner just going. <laughs> well, it's just Yuri. Uh, German is on the ground. Oh, I thought he was going up with him. Well, Gurmi's his uh, his backup in case something happened to Yuri. Oh, case I thought he, like, he was broke his leg on the way there. I misunderstood. Okay. Oh, you're good. So it's just Yuri. He's so that's even scarier because who's making that noise unless it's himself not realizing it. I think that's what it was uh, <laughs> involuntarily. Oh God! <laughs> my, all my charm has flown away. <laughs> um. Well, it's about nine minutes. Of of roaring and shaking to break uh, out of the atmosphere, and he he jumps into space. He's up there. Um, he gets out of. He doesn't get out of the, the spaceship. No. Yeah. He he broke through through the atmosphere, and he's now roughly about seventeen thousand miles. Or sorry, he's going seventeen thousand miles an hour. Mm. Um, about two hundred and two hundred miles up. Fuck. Wow. He's, all the fucking way up there. Thanks, Newton, for explaining how gravity works. And... Yeah, good thing we all trusted it. Yeah. Yeah, good thing that we understood how that works and didn't deny science like a bunch of fucking tards and say that the Earth's flat or some bullshit. Yeah. So the first words spoken in space were? Were Yuri responding to Korolev, asking him how he's doing, and he says, the flight is well, the machine is functioning normally, reception excellent. Carrying out observations of the Earth, um, it's flat like a disc, and it sits upon a turtle's back. And the turtle is saddled <laughs> by you Black son of Jesus. A bitch. Uh, Black Jesus is screaming in the void. Faster, Gary! <laughs> we need to get to the Seven Eleven before it closes. So, you fucking liar! No, but he did say everything was fine. Nothing sexy. Uh, yeah, the Russians don't. They're not. They're not one for quotables. They're not gonna do it. one small step for man. Exactly. I think if the Russians made it to the moon first, their first words would be, I'm, I'm here. My feet are on the ground. Yeah. Please report. Uh, the Kaiser reports, good job. Thank you. Yeah. For Russia. I'm in space now. We've completed the mission. We are now in space. All right. For the motherland. Can I go home now? Report A, finished. Now what? I didn't actually want to be here. And the Americans are up there fucking playing golf. Like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but Yuri wasn't up there for very long. Uh, an hour and eight minutes. So just a bit over an hour and a half. Why so short? Um, They didn't have any tests to run. They just wanted to see if he could fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, they just wanted to make sure he didn't die. Did he talk about leaving the atmosphere and with the, uh, you know, seeing all the crazy shit you see when you go past our ozone and all that? Yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did, which actually does harken back to what we were saying before, that Russians are not particularly poetic. Everybody didn't really know how to handle his poetic language about 
oh, the the colors and the aim, angles and yeah, and how uh, amazing seeing the sunlight bounce off of the the atmosphere. Like it's got to be a pretty incredible thing to see yeah. that no one else has ever seen, and everyone's like, well. What about communism, though? Like, you're not going to talk about how good potatoes are. It's funny. He's, like, they're talking about this beautiful experience. He's like, this is insane and amazing. And they're all like, fag. <laughs> He's like, what? Let's pull the table over. We don't say that word. We don't say beautiful or we, we don't say the word purple here. Yeah. You weirdo. Um, but, yeah, his, his time in space was pretty uneventful. Um, he, he just... He looked out at the stars and said, you can't really see a lot because the sun is so bright. It's mostly just black. Yeah. Uh, the earth looks um, like he described it as a, as a looking like a painting and kind of hard to even believe. He kept repeating the word beautiful and wonderful just over and over again. I imagine. I mean. Pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Experience, I think. Yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to be an astronaut. And for the longest time, I thought like, that's what I'll do when I when I grow up when I was younger. Mm. It wasn't until I got older that I realized like you have to be a an engineer, a very they, smart engineer. They don't just throw anyone up. You there. can't just yeah, you can't just be a guy and be like I want to go to space. Yeah, I'll fly the plane. I don't care. I'll learn how to do that. I but mean, it's way more complicated than that. Yuri is you know he, he's a great pilot, um, and he's a smart guy, but yeah, he's not. I'll let them control it. They controlled it with Yuri. I'll just sit there. You control it. Just let me just sit here. Just go chill out in space. God. Well, the uh, the government announced the successful launch of Yuri Gagarin. Of course, they didn't announce it beforehand. That's how that government because, did that. Right. You got to make sure it worked first. Yuri's own family heard the news over the radio. <laughs> um, they were like, oh, well, is that our Yuri? Wow, look at that. Weird. He's uh, go for him, do everything for him, though. Nobody tells me land. anything. Fuck. Nobody tells me anything in this government. <laughs> My son is in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first man to go to space. I just learned about it with everybody else. Yeah, yeah with my fucking neighbors. Yeah. And crowds, of course, did erupt. There was big celebrations. People were losing their goddamn jeans. And um, the U.S. was slamming their fists down on tables. God damn it! Communism! It, that's exact. yeah, um... I read that Kennedy, um, he had some guy, like the guy who was in charge of monitoring it. He was like, do you want to be kept updated? And Kennedy's like, no. I'm going to bed. Tell me what happens in the morning. Because he's like, they're going to fucking do it. Fuck them. I'm sad that I got to go fuck some bitches. Not my wife, though. Yeah, I need to go have sex with at least three interns real quick just to clear my head. Send them to my room. I'm going to give all of them chlamydia. Then I'm going to bed. Then I'm going to fuck another one. Give her chlamydia. We have an episode on John F. K. So, John F. Kennedy, massive piece of shit. Go, uh, go listen to it. Go check it out. It's fun. It is fun. Um, we kind of conclude he doesn't deserve the heroism he gets, but uh, we kind of shit on him a bit. But I feel like it's fair because the research was the research was unimpressive. Was, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't swing one way or the other with him. I, matter of fact, I always heard he was supposed to be considered to be like a really well liked and yeah, and a good president. But then. Yeah, the information came out. I was like, he sounds like an ass. He's voted one of the most uh, successful presidents of all time, even though, look at his record. Yeah. Look at his record. Go listen to the episode. There's nothing there. There's a lot of infidelity. That's what he did. Well, um, the Rienchi was automated, just like everything else, so he didn't end up needing that code. But uh, they did, they were like 50-50, he could burn up in the atmosphere. What are you going to do? 50-50, fuck. 
Yeah, flip the coin. You might be all right. Hey, for for the motherland. He did make it, of course. The the Vostok did start spinning uncontrollably after he got through re-entry, and uh, being totally disoriented and not sure how fall how far he had fallen. Yeah, he did prematurely eject. Um, he was supposed to like land that land with the craft oh, somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, but he bounced out. They. They think he panicked. Hey, like, fuck this! What the fuck? I'm out. Like I don't blame him. I'm not. I'm not crash landing. I mean, he lives though. Piece right? of metal. So yeah, and he he landed in uh, just over like uh, it's like southwest Russia in a in a city called Saratov. Anyone see it? Like coming down? <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty funny. He landed in some fucking people's field. It was a mother and a daughter, and they didn't know what to think. They didn't know if he was a spy or an alien, so they ran away. <laughs> and he was like, hey, no, I'm, he- hello, hello, uh, fuck me. Oh. And some other uh, local people ran up to him, and uh, like some local dudes. And he's like, hey, boys, let's all get a-. His actual quote is, "Let's boys, let's be acquainted. I'm the first spaceman in the world. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is going on? What do you mean space? Who are you? <laughs> You guys don't have radios? Hey, I'm the guy. I'm the radio guy. I was in the space. Someone just pulls out a gun and starts hitting them. Sir, please put your hands up, you Martian. I don't speak Marsian. Don't make any sudden movements. I'll shoot you. Um, The capsule landed a few miles away, uh, and that's kind of fun because um, it landed near like a school, and a bunch of kids just just ran in there and stole everything. <laughs> and Yeah. There's one documentary I saw where a lady was a kid at the time, and she the only memory she had is that she was bummed that she got some like vegetable paste instead of chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. You got space food from Star City launched into space. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't get chocolate. All the, the other kids got chocolate, and I got vegetable paste. <laughs> yeah, Russia kind of sounds like hell yeah. to me. Well, uh, the, the military eventually showed up, grabbed him, um, he's, he's being driven back to Moscow and literally every person he comes across asks him, he said the same few questions like, what does it feel like? What is weightless this like? Did you see God? Did you see God? What yeah. dumbass question. I guess they le- were legitimately asking if, if he saw God or angels or heaven. Oh yeah, no, that's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Stupid bitch. He literally said, he's like, oh, I looked and looked, but I didn't see God. <laughs> Which, why would he? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is. So yeah, no God. There's no God. At least not in our upper atmosphere. What was space like? It was cold, but not as cold as Russia. <laughs> Less broken glass too. So better. So better. <laughs> Much better. I wish to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm requesting from the government to go back. It's better than anywhere I've ever been. <laughs> um, well, and this is where he gives, uh, in Moscow, he gives his, uh, his very poetic press conference where he said, Rays are blazing through the atmosphere of the Earth. The horizon became bright orange, gradually passing into all the colors of the rainbow, from light blue to dark blue to violet and then black. What an indescribable gamut of colors. So much like a painting. Yeah. Well, and the radiation, I'm sure, along going through that was probably fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know how that fucks with your vision, but, you know, all the colors he saw was probably pretty bananas. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, that's a lot of fun for him to... He also praised, um, th- you know, the, the Workers' Party and and Premier Khrushchev for all of the accomplishments. Nice. And then he was like, fuck you, America. <laughs> <laughs> we, be- we win. I bite my thumb at you, sir. You bite your thumb at me, sir? I do bite my thumb at I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. Um, so, yeah, uh, he was sort of in a weird uh, euphoric haze for several days. Um... He met massive crowds everywhere he went. Uh, he f- was finally allowed to see his family. Um, there's a bunch of uh, photos and videos of this shit you can see of him waving at everybody with Khrushchev and his siblings. And there's one fun photo where he's walking down like a red carpet to go give a speech and his shoe is untied. And it just, his wife pointed out to him when he got to the end, like, your shoe is untied. Like, okay, I didn't notice. It's fine. But it's just a very Yuri moment where he's like on a national stage and his shoe is outside. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, eh. That's funny. I'm surprised they didn't go and erase out his foot. Yeah, if you look at the footage now, he doesn't have another foot. The, the crazy thing is there's actually another guy just before this, but we don't know about him. He didn't make it. There is. I have some info about that. What? Mm-hmm. I was joking. There might be more than one. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, I probably should have given a disclaimer. All this information is a Russian government approved. Right. So the KGB says no lies. I mean, when we said earlier we're accurate, I mean, I'm accurate in that these things have good sources that repeat themselves, but that doesn't mean uh, there isn't uh, missing shit. Right, right. That I can't get my hands on. But he also had, uh, he kind of lived the next few weeks in the same weird haze where. A, every party he goes to, he's a goddamn hero, and the vodka flows like wine. <laughs> and, right. And, as you would imagine. <laughs> and he gives speeches everywhere where he's just like, this means communism is the greatest, and go universal communism for the world. and For the smartest. Just over and over. Um, and he even had, he had, what is that called? Oh, I, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, overview effect you know the that thing that astronauts experience no i've not heard of this so it's that thing where like you go into space and you look you can see the whole earth or at least most of it in just one line of sight and realize we fight each other over stupid bullshit yeah and we don't need to be this way and that's what like overview effect is a lot of astronauts come back and are like war religion we're a bunch of idiots it's so dumb like we should just be enjoying the fact that we're in this useful island ball in the cold of space and just like be cool to each other yeah he wrote a letter addressed to the world Ooh. um asking for the species to unite and which the world did not respond because um i don't think anyone uh, wrote him wrote back to that letter mm-hmm. but it's a nice sentiment well. yuri um, I always like to think, I don't know which astronaut was who said, uh, uh, what did he say? He was looking at the Earth, and he's like, look at that, you son of a bitch. He was talking to the president, <laughs> where he's basically saying, like, you don't have to fight wars and shit, man. Yeah. We're just lucky to be alive. Um, well, he uh, developed a drinking problem. <laughs> uh, he couldn't not be drunk everywhere he went. Vodka, vodka, vodka. Like same as Buzz Allred. Buzz Alt. Buzz Aldrin. Aldrin. Yeah. I think it's hard to replace that high. I think that's a lot of uh, common issues that people have is once they've 
done something great, like go to space or go to the moon or whatever. Sure, is, yeah. Or you, you've hit. Make a Fast and Furious movie. You've hit your peak. You've hit your peak. You're done. You nothing else is gonna be as cool or as exciting. People are gonna talk to you about it a lot, and you're gonna get bored of that even. And you're like, oh. I need to go do something. And you're gonna say you're gonna have canned answers to things that are shouldn't be. I don't remember who it was. It was one of the guys that went to the moon. Mm. And when he came back, and it was years later, he was asked like, "Hey, you know, there's talks of people wanting to send spaceships to other planets like Mars and stuff." Mm. And we know that's far down the you know down the line. But if if you got asked, would you go? Would you do it? Mm. And he's like, even in my old age, I say yes. Because it would be the next adventure, be the next experience. I want to be. I want to reach the next high. Yep. Because you can't. I mean, if you go to the moon, you pe- you have peaked. Yeah. That's it. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin. You just go to Pottery Barns, and you're like, "Fucking my life! God damn it!" Would you imagine just sitting in That's an old chair was... with a bunch of kids whose faces you don't like? <laughs> and you're like, I was in space once. <laughs> 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 Refill Daddy's whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, that that's what happens. Just kind of staring off at the ball. I was in space once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know, Dad. We know. I I need help with my baseball practice. Shut up! You don't fucking baseball. You know, stupid baseball. (laughs) You know, you would understand if you were in space. You don't understand how stupid sports and competition is generally, son. You know, there's, you know, there's no God, right? We're just, we're I didn't just, see him. We're just out here. We're just out here, and we could all just be cool. But yeah, you have to play baseball. Yeah, fuck your baseball. You walk to. Honey, come grab him. He's talking to me again. You know I don't like that. I was in space. Let's go, come grab him. Need to remind his family of that. <laughs> every second of every day. The whole time his family's like, does he need to remind us that every fucking second of the day? Yeah, we know. Dad, we know, Dad. <laughs> You're just going to go baseball. It's all just fucking be a normal dad. Baseball's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many rules. In space, there's no rules. It's not even gravity. You know, you fucking can't even, the ball doesn't fall on the ground. No. There's, there's three rules that Newton wrote. Yeah. And they're easy to understand. That's some bullshit about stealing bases. <laughs> You little, you little creep. There's no empires in space. Get out of here. Grab daddy his whiskey. Yeah, so you drink a lot. So, yeah, I mean, at least Yuri's not at that point yet. He's still right in the high of the crowds and the parties. (laughs) There's a weird story that I can't tell you exactly what happened, but he was so drunk in a hotel that he walked into a woman's room who was not his wife. Ooh. And his wife walked into that room, and he jumped out of the window and fell to a concrete parking lot and cracked his head open. How high up was he? It said only two stories. Oh, that's high still. It's pretty high. I mean, he almost died. Especially the drunk guy. Who, uh, yeah. You're not going to catch yourself on your... You're not going to land on your feet and roll. I don't... Well, yeah, that's true. He, he landed on his fucking head. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was cheating on his wife or... I mean, that's most likely. Sounds like it. <laughs> or was attempting to. Uh, um, but, yeah, the government made up some bullshit about him saving his daughter from being drowned and hitting huh. his head on a rock. But he has a visible scar on his forehead. If you if you look at... Uh, oh. 
His picture. Pictures or, or speeches from him at that time. Either way, we do know he did cheat on his wife a bunch. <laughs> yeah. um, like a beetle. You know, everywhere you go, everyone's like, you're the greatest. You're like, yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of slips into your psyche. You want me to fuck you as if we were in space? I know how to do it. I, I mean, I jerked off up there. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty similar. I need to be in a chair and a seatbelt, though, <laughs> to, to recreate it. To be honest with you, it's actually kind of a problem. It just kind of floats around you for... I was up there for an hour or so, so... Yeah. It's just there now. Kind of just... Yeah. I just got jizz everywhere in that Vostok. I was going to use some of my paste for my food, and I didn't know what was what. So I just what? didn't eat. <laughs> I was going to say... A bunch of kids stole it later. I just, I just ate it. I just <laughs> ate whatever was floating around. It's all protein. In, in space, everything's food. <laughs> There's no rules up there. Well, he was going to get laid, but after that story, <laughs> he has a trial and error. He has to fill that, out. That woman's like... Okay. <laughs> Backs away slowly. I was in space. I was in space, you know. <laughs> you ever seen jizz in space? I have. More than once. <laughs> you were up there for an hour. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. About six times. <laughs> At least. <coughs> At least, man. I was stoked to be up there. Rocket was rock hard. Um, He went on a world tour to... um. You go to America? He did not go to America. I kind of figured not, but... Uh, Kennedy weirdly banned him from entering the country. Yeah. I don't. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Definitely not out of some kind of jealousy or resentment. Yeah. But he did go pretty much everywhere else, all around Europe. Uh, he met the Queen of England. He went to Canada. Uh, uh, Fidel Castro in Cuba threw him a bunch of parades. Um, nice. He went to everywhere, man. Japan, Libya. Partied up. I always thought it was weird, because I even thought it was weird when, like, the U.S. astronauts who went to the moon came back, and they did the same thing. It's like a, yeah. it's like you're a rock star. It's so weird. Like, I think that's cool, and I can imagine a lot of people would, but to be like, I'm going to go do a world tour. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I mean, I guess nowadays nobody gives a shit, but, you know, early early times in the space times, people would be First stoked. First time ever going to space, yeah. Yeah. Weird. And oh. it really was a lot of that kind of shit where people were like, um, did you see God? What does it feel like to be weightless? Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's more like you went on tour to just answer the same fucking question over and over again. You just like eventually got a tape recorder <coughs> and like hit play and was like, there you go. Well, and luckily, Yuri um, is still his good old happy-go-lucky Yuri. He likes the attention. Nice, he charming. likes telling jokes. Like reporters will ask him shit and he'll just josh with them and stuff. And I mean, as long as he has vodka for breakfast, he's in a great mood. Sweet. He's in a great mood. Um, let's see. Um, this, uh, shortly after Yuri lands, a whole bunch of shit. Just to give you a historical context, this is when, it is literally like a week after Yuri lands that Kennedy gives him, we're going to the moon speech. Right, right. We can't get up there first, but we can get to the moon first. Uh, America sends their first person up, Alan Shepard, a few months later. Uh, NASA gets their massive funding. The Bay of Pigs happens. Um, right. Yuri's backup guy, German Titov, he goes up and he actually orbits for a full 24 hours. Oh. And the Ger or the Berlin Wall went up. All this in the end of 1961. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. So after the party started to slow down, um, Yuri was back just part of the military now definitely kind of probably feeling a hangover from 
being like the biggest celebrity on earth and then he's just like now i just like work a job i just yeah and i just stand here i mean he was promoted to colonel and he worked at star city um he worked with the radio communicators he was the head of that um he uh he also had a team of uh, female cosmonauts that he was in charge of training Mm -hmm. um there's a woman named valentina treshkova is everyone named valentina all, all Russian ladies. So Valentina. far in this story, there has been three or four. Yeah, uh, it's pretty popular over there. Okay. Yeah, it's like Arya is going to be here in ten years. Is Arya pop- popular? It's gonna yeah, Arya Stark. Huh. Everybody's gonna name their kid after Arya because she's so she's badass. Oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones? No, I'm not a Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Arya's cool. Mm. I'm I'm just telling you, you're gonna see more Arya's. Okay, yeah. I believe you. I mean. Just like, I mean, it's the same thing. There's a, a Valentina Stark, who's super badass. So all the Russian ladies are named. <clears throat> gotcha. I only tell facts. Mm-hmm. But Yuri did train a team of female cosmonauts, and the first woman in space, Valentina Tereshkova, was trained by Yuri. Sweet. And so we are working our way into the 60s now. Oh, actually, this female cosmonaut program was actually a fuck you from Khrushchev to America. Because he's like, in communism, men and women are equal, which they aren't. No. They're not treated like that. Right. But that was him being like, of course they are, because in communism, everybody's equal. So we're going to send a woman up in space um, the same way we sent up men. Because our women are also smarter than your men. They're just as smart as everybody, and you guys suck because you guys Which, seem dumb. It's a good point to make for the wrong reasons, but America didn't send a woman to space into the 80s, so... Right. Yeah, whatever. Um, we. Uh, did you know the when they sent her to space? Sally Ride? Sally Ride. 83. They, did you know that when they sent her to space, they sent her up with something crazy like 100 tampons? And she was only going to go up there for a few days. What? And then they asked her if that would be enough. Was it literally like some nerdy NASA guy who's never been laid? Who's like, okay, let's see. She needs these tampons for how long? Three days? Oh, we're going to need a truck worth. Um, will this, will this what do? If she starts, There's 100. What if she starts bleeding from her wherever? I don't know how true it is because I learned this in passing. So I probably shouldn't spew it as if I know. It might not be accurate. It sounds real. But I heard that, like, yeah, basically... The way it was kind of displayed was like NASA, the people who send people up into space and on the moon and shit, sent the first female up into space and didn't know how many tampons a woman would need. And though she was only going to go up there for a few days, they gave her 100. I appreciate the preparation. Because, you know, let's say she does get on her period. It's not like she can turn around and go to Rite Aid. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to need 100 ever, but... yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, you could use them for other things, okay, I guess. Okay, I'm, I'm justifying something. It's clearly <laughs> stupid. So, fuck whoever was in charge of that. Um, We might do Sally Ride at some point. Um, She's badass. I started doing research on her, and I stopped because the more I learned, she was an incredibly private person who didn't want people to know that much about her. So, the more I got into it, the more I was like, this doesn't feel right. No, well, maybe then. Just leave her alone. Yeah. She was a, she was a lesbian who nobody knew that until she died. And uh, taking her corpse out of the closet, if you will, feels wrong. Uh, obviously, I'm not the first person to do it, but right, right. to reiterate, it feels wrong. Right. Well, uh, let's see. In 1963, he's made, uh, I think I already said that, he's made a full colonel. And um, 
He's basically third in command of the Cosmonaut Training Center. Um, he kind of just does, for several years, he just does uh, administrative work there. Um, he still wanted to go back into space, kept being told that he's going to. It, it never happened. It never happens. He even tries to prove himself by joining a pilot engineer cosmonaut program, which is more academic, and uh, created a... Uh, he has a whole setup for a reusable space rocket, which he called Prototype Space Plane. Does it, does it actually function? Does it work? Uh, they never built it. Um, so we don't know, but some engineers signed off saying it would work, but that uh, they didn't have... Because it's basically what the NASA space shuttle is. Oh, really? Where it has wings. And they were talking about how the way with reentry, if if what you're shooting through reentry isn't cylindrical, the wings would burn off. And they're like, we just don't have the metal right now in technology mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't get burned off. But by the late 70s is when we were able to figure that out. So Oh, nice. Yuri dreamed of the space shuttle before it was physically possible. So why didn't they send him back up to space again then? Um, he was too important. Like he they wanted to die. He was still a celebrity, and he still gave constant. He gave talks for the Communist Party. Like being uh, who he was was good for them, so they didn't want to risk it. I gotcha. They lied to him and told him, "Oh yeah, buddy." I'm going back up sometime soon. You'll be the first man on Mars. You're going to be the first man on Venus. You're going to be the first man in your mom's anus. I promise you. Just keep keep that smile. I've already got one of those down. Which one? Mars. No, I'm just kidding. I ain't got you didn't down. Tell, you didn't tell. No, it's my mom. It was my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. <sighs> I hate Russia. <laughs> It was cold. I was trying to keep warm. <laughs> I was trying to keep her anus warm. Um, well, yeah, he continued to kind of just drink too much, get more depressed, cheat on his wife. Um, yeah, I, we kind of, it's in my so notes his wife, here. His wife, I mean, like, the whole jump out of the window thing, does his wife not obviously do anything about it? Just kind of like, okay. No, I mean, Valentina seems like a nice lady. Uh, she stayed with him out of that kind of obligation to being married to a global celebrity. Yeah. But I also don't think divorcing somebody at his rank in the Communist Party would even be possible. Yeah. Uh, especially being a woman, they were more or less just like, shut up. Yeah. Which, hey. <laughs> Which makes him jumping out of the window just that much more funny because he probably could have just lived there and been like, yep. And then just kept on doing the whatever, but instead he was like, this is going to be awkward. I got to get out of here. Yeah. And then he jumped out of a window and cracked his head open. And... I mean, if anything, we can say Yuri is a, a self-composed man most of the time. When he was flying planes, he didn't land them well because he's not clutch. Yeah. When his uh, rocket started to spin out of control, he, he ejected too early. He's not clutch. As soon as the pressure's on, he's like, I'm out! <laughs> is that a window? <laughs> is that concrete? That's what it is. So He's trying to eject while he's halfway down this. Oh, where is it? Oh, uh. damn it. All the, all the alcohol in my blood is leaking onto the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So, Yuri did do some pretty cool stuff, though, in this in this dark period. He would get letters from local peasants who, just because he's Yuri, would ask him for shit like, 
our city doesn't have electricity. Uh, we don't have clean water. We're, we're low on grain. And because he uh, had such a close relationship with Khrushchev, some of the times he could get that shit done. Damn. Like that's he, cool. He was at a status where he could just walk into Khrushchev's office and be like, Rice! So... For them! Man, I got this letter and these these people, you know, they just need grain. Maybe, like, could we figure that out? And Khrushchev would be like, for you? All right. Fuck, that's cool. So he did some nice stuff. Unfortunately, in 1964... Um, Khrushchev got thrown the fuck out of office by a guy named uh, Leonid Brezhnev. Why? Uh, because of the grain crisis, actually. <clears throat> there's a lack of grain throughout the whole country, and you know when there's one problem, everybody points up? Yeah, yeah. Which, when it's communism, is not unfair. So Brezhnev was like, well, there's a grain shortage because Khrushchev's an idiot. Make me in charge. And the Communist Party said, great. The issue with that is that Brezhnev doesn't like Yuri. Doesn't give a shit about space. And probably doesn't care about people. <laughs> or people. Peasants, yeah. As well, uh, Sergei Korolev, who was the head of the space program, died in 66. So Yuri is now, like, in charge of a program that is low on funding. The uh, prime minister doesn't give a shit about. The prime minister doesn't give a shit about you. And uh, mm -hmm. your, your mentor, Korolev, just passed away. And... I don't know. Yuri starts to be less go communism and more, I don't know, maybe fuck communism. Yeah. And, all right. Mostly what he wants is to get back in space. That's mostly what he wants. Okay. Yeah. He, like we were saying, he wants to chase that high. So in February of 67, um, <clears throat> Apollo 1, this is just context, Apollo 1 for the NASA program, three crew members burned to death horrifically. Yeah. And the cosmonauts were like, that this is bad. We need to be more careful. Yeah. So they built the Soyuz rocket, which is like uh, the next good Russian rocket after the Vostok, the next manned one. Oh, okay. And Brezhnev, seeing everything politically, he didn't give a shit about the science or the or the. Uh, um, I, I guess he really only cares about the PR opportunity of space at this point. Right. He's like, if we can get more people up into space. Um, to celebrate things, then it makes sense to go into space because it's not a military useful thing yet. But in 67, uh, that was the 50-year anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917. Right. So Brezhnev said, we're going to shoot up two Soyuz rockets. We're going to have them connect each other in space and have a cosmonaut sh move from one ship to the other to symbolically talk about brotherhood and... Okay. The 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 communist achievements. I mean, it's cool to like make them connect just because that sounds fun, but I have no idea why that's a metaphor of like the guy like, I'm on one side of the ship, it's connected. I'm on the other side. This means. I mean. Do I just not get it? The logic is about the same as communism. Okay. Like it's about coming together. What if I launch, a just masturbating, launch a nice shot across, and that's coming together well it's my it's your it's Ugh. your potential of children you're sending to the other cosmonauts mouths the tubes <laughs> okay <laughs> the mouths yeah let's say the tube between these two ships mm -hmm. are like the fallopian tubes if oh, you will yes of course um and i know what that means it's where eggs and i'm gonna jizz and you it's just open anatomy <laughs> 
come together. This is communism. Just open your mouth. All right. All right. So did it work? Well, no. So <laughs> they crashed. All right. So Yuri and all the other people at Star City looked over the schematics of the Soyuz and they were like, this thing is not space ready. It's just not. No. And so he told Brezhnev and Brezhnev said, um, I don't care. Get cool. it. Get it done. It's to celebrate uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. Do it. Doesn't matter. If it's a success, I look awesome. If it's a failure, we lie about it. Doesn't matter. I don't Correct. lose. Yeah. So, uh, freaking out, they shot up four Soyuz um, rockets, unmanned, just to test them. All four of them blew up. <laughs> so, Yuri uh, got a team together, and they wrote up a list of 223 faults of the Soyuz. And they are like, look, it's a great idea. It might work in a few years. There's a lot of kinks we need to get out. Yeah. And in response, the uh, the Communist Party said, uh, cool, cool, good list. Uh, we've selected Vladimir Komarov to pilot this historic flight. What? Yeah. So they're not going to wait a couple of years? No. Oh, boy. A- everybody in the space program said, guys, it's it's too dangerous. It's it, We're not ready. And the Communist Party said, the symbolism of communism is so amazing. We're going forward. So they were ignored. Right. And um, so it came down to... So I haven't really talked about Vladimir Komarov. He was one of the original 20 cosmonauts who trained with Yuri from way back. Okay. They have grown up together in a lot of ways. They are very close friends. Their wives hang out. Their kids hang out. They fish together. They drink together. And the Communist Party selected Vladimir because he's a good pilot. And they were like, he's probably just the next in line to go into space. Don't go. And Yuri was like, well, I have a lot of clout. I think I can force my way into being the one to do this because they're not going to not shoot this fucking rocket up. We tried oh, to stop him. Oh, man. No. And Vladimir was like, well, I'm not going to let you go on a suicide mission. And Yuri said, well, I'm not going to let you go on a suicide mission. So, I mean, a few months go by. Um they try again at a communist party meeting to get everything shut down and the and and the the communist party members just called them cowards oh yeah says the people are saying on earth yeah you're not going to die in a fire you fuck you chickens we found all these these problems that you guys don't want to address there's wires that go nowhere pussies pussies baby get off the stage get in the ship you <coughs> idiot just you're, you'll be fine do it for the party uh, you might see god I, don't, I heard that. I don't. I heard that you could see God up there. I heard that. I've been up there. You can't. Well, you know, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> we're a com- We're all the same person. We're communists. So yeah, they don't listen to him. Not at all. And um, essentially, Yuri and Vlad knew that either one of them could put their foot down and uh, force the other one not to go. At least Yuri felt he could force his way onto the ship. Neither can just say no. Nah. Yeah, they just can't tell the government to not do it. And they're like, well, if we don't do it, they're just going to put some other schmuck in there. So, again, Yuri has lost all faith in communism. And now he's just like, so either me or my buddy have to die in a horrible fire. And we know that. And they don't give a shit. Fuck. So they eventually agreed on, well, against Yuri's. Yuri wants to take Vlad's place. Mm -hmm. But Vlad says more or less, like, you are... A global symbol you're the first man in space i can't let you just die that's a bad way for your story to end for history 
So Jesus Christ, they're he, both like deciding like, let me die for you. Well, because they both knew that they could just pre- pretend sick, be like, oh, I can't go, send the yeah. other guy. And so they both they both stalemated where they both refused to pretend to be sick. And Vladimir went to Brezhnev and was like, I'm going to do it. It's me. I'm going. It's fine. Yuri will, can be my backup. Right. So what you think happens, happens. It's uh, hmm. April 23rd of 67, Soyuz 1. Um, it's launched with Vlad inside. The list of things that goes wrong is pretty comical. <clears throat> it's about 200 problems. Yeah. He does make it into space. He does orbit about 26 times, but not successfully. I mean, his everything fucking shut off, and he was in space just rattling in a pile of garbage. <laughs> like. So the, the automated re-entry didn't work along with everything else so he had to um manually re-enter which manual re-entry is bananas hard you have to come in at such a specific angle and speed and whatever right that it's very difficult to do um so come in too hard you burn up you don't come in hard enough and you'll bounce off the you'll yeah atmosphere or just land in a place you weren't expecting and fucking crash or yeah who knows? But yeah, I read that somewhere that if you come in too shallow, you can literally bounce off the atmosphere and just go into space. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Which, not a great way to go. Yeah. Um, well, his manual re-entry maybe was, maybe he was at the right angle. Maybe it's just the, uh, the Suez. I don't know, but he lit on fire and uh, he hit the ground like a meteor at like 700 miles an hour. Fuck. The parachutes didn't go off. Nothing went off. And there's actually recordings, uh, supposedly, that both NASA, or sorry, the NSA, and the Turkish government have of him <laughs> in the cockpit on, you know, screaming on his way down to Earth, s- cursing the communist government and like, shit, yeah. The motherfucking fucks who made me be here. Oh, fuck, dude. I'll haunt your children forever. I'm pissed too. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Because he's so important, Yuri... So I can find those videos? Are they, are they legit? They're legit, but, I mean, it's in Russian. So when I YouTubed it, it says, like, this is the communication. And I don't know. I guess I could translate it, but it exists. Yeah. Yeah, it exists for, like, this is uh, uh, Vladimir Komarov last words. Yeah, I mean, I feel kind of back, so it's like, I feel like, I don't want to watch it for the cruelty of it, and how awful it is, but also, like... It's also just kind of curious. Just him fucking yelling at them, being like, Son you of a fucking bitch. assholes. Yeah. Um, so Yuri was flown to the site. Um, he personally picked up any bits of human flesh and personal items he could find to bring back to Moscow for burial. Huh. Uh, the only substantial piece that was found was a heel bone. Jesus Christ. Uh, the government thought it was going to go well because Brezhnev is not as smart of a man as Khrushchev was, so they actually broadcast this live and the whole world watched it happen. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, of course. Even though the next day the Russian media um, said that uh, cosmonaut Vladimir Komarov died in a bus crash. Right, because why not? The whole It's like, it reminds me of that meme that's going around right now. But it's like the kid who everyone saw got hit in dodgeball, but he said he didn't get hit. And you're like, dude, we we saw the ball bounce off of you. It changed directions. Fake, of where... fake news. No, it didn't. It's it fake didn't. news. And you're just like, fuck. Okay. All right. Ass. And when the consequences are low, like dodgeball, you'd be like, okay, 
So you're like a jackass. That's fine. But then when it's someone's life, yeah, you kind of have to get a little annoyed. Yeah. Um, Yuri um, was so pissed off, he stormed into Brezhnev's office, apparently, and demanded that he publicly uh, admit what happened. Yes. Um, and he wanted uh, Vlad to be represented as somebody who died a hero with huge, gorgeous balls and trusted his state and was uh, betrayed. Of course, that's not going to happen. No. So Yuri did threaten to tell Western media the truth, uh, and the Western media knows the truth, but he wanted like an official... like. Here's an, an actual Russian guy. Who's, we know. Yeah. Space guy, too. I know all this shit. He was my buddy, and he died. Um, yeah. But uh, he never he never did go forward with that, at least not that anybody knows. Why not? I don't know. I mean, he maybe he thought he'd get assassinated or yeah. some some version of that. Um, yeah. He did start to get more and more morose in his interviews. There was one interview he gave where people were like, don't you love representing Russia on a world stage? And he said, quote, I, I don't know if I was the last dog in space or the first man in space. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how much they give a shit about me. Yeah. You can see the depression on his face. Um, he actually became paranoid of recording devices, um, wouldn't talk to people about any official capacity or anything about the government unless they were outside on a walk or running. Yeah. He, he just got paranoid. Um, maybe maybe not unjustifiably. Like, he probably was getting fucking wiretapped and recorded and shit i'm certain especially since so he had this apartment in star city where he had nightly parties and when i mean nightly like tuesday wednesday thursday fuck he's having a party and if you're cool you go to yuri's but then you realize that yuri is drunk always and it's more sad than anything bummer um there was uh he had a friend who was in the kgb who told him to knock it off and the government is not psyched about what you're doing and he would just Yuri would go to communist party functions without being invited and get wasted and and <laughs> yell at Brezhnev in his face. Yeah. Which is a good way to get killed. Yeah. Um which leads to the last section I have here. Okay. March 27th, 1968. So, when you're a pilot and this is still the case in just regular world, if you want to retain uh, your status as a pilot license holder, you have to log in X number of flying hours a year. Okay. So like a buddy of mine, his dad's a pilot. I'm pretty sure my buddy has a pilot's license. You have to fly X number of hours a year for that license to be valid. It's a minimum requirement, a, a quota you have to hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Yuri has not been meeting this quota, but because he's a celebrity throughout the 60s, they just came like, yeah, you're a pilot. <laughs> Um, it's estimated that he probably flew something like 10 or 15 hours in the last six years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is with a guy who is a very experienced pilot who's just there to help in case something goes wrong and log the hours. And it's not really told sure why Yuri chose to go on this flight other than maybe it's just like, they're not going to let me go back to space. Maybe I'll start flying again. Maybe I'll enjoy that because I'm always sad. <laughs> or yeah. maybe it was a government requirement that he fix his license. Nobody's totally sure. But uh, 10.30 a.m., he smashed into the ground um, so fast that uh, it created a several-foot crater. And sort of like his old friend, the only bits left of his body were 
Yeah. Was he with anybody else? He's with another guy oh. uh, who was in his back seat. Uh, I didn't write his name down, but he was an experienced pilot. Did they? Ex- did anyone <clears throat> ever release why they thought he crashed? Was it like, was he drunk? Was it on purpose? Was it a complete accident? Failure on the parts of some? Yeah, nobody knows. He just just crashed. I mean, unfortunately, if if you're a an astronaut who works for NASA, fighter planes are like a personal limousine for you. Yeah. Like there's stories that I've read where like if you're training in Houston. And you just want to go to lunch in Nevada? You can just grab a fighter jet and just fly it there because as a as a astronaut, you're a fucking celebrity. But Yuri's um, um, availability to just fly planes was limited, and so he may not have been an experienced pilot by 1968. He probably hadn't flown in years. Yeah. Um. So they think that there's a chance that he just fucked up. Um. There is, of course, the thought that he was killed on purpose. Yeah. Uh, there's the thought that he was drunk or hung over. Um, it was an old, it was a 12-year-old chip. Um, maybe it just fucking malfunctioned. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird thing is that there was no uh, distress signal, which is what makes everybody so concerned. Because they're like, well, if he lost control. No mayday, mayday. Nothing. He just hit the ground. In fact, they didn't even know until some local people were like, the forest is on fire. And the fire people went out there, and they're like, there's a crater in the ground. Fuck, man. And it took like half a day before they were like, oh, shit. Eureka Garden was in that. Oh, shit. Do you believe that's what it is? I don't know. Seems interesting. Just the way you said that now, that made me go, what if someone just pointed that? Although that'd be a weird way to, if you were the Communist Party, you probably wouldn't want it to end that way. You'd probably want to be like, if he was dead for whatever reason, be like, yeah, the cancer got him. He was a fighter, but... He died saying how much he loved the motherland and communism. Right, exactly. Just poison him or something. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, there's there, there the official Soviet government determination, so take that as you will, is that the plane accidentally hit either a weather balloon or a fucking bird and just went down. <laughs> um, Real fast. There are people who uh, say that... So the Soviets were also testing this jet around the time that had sonic boom technology. Sonic booms, if they're done too close to other craft, throw that craft out of trajectory. It's like a big wave of wind. So they think maybe that happened, and when the government figured out that they killed Yuri accidentally, they were like, oh, it was a weather balloon. It's a weather balloon. Right. Um, There is also, of course, conspiracy theories that the government killed him. There's literally no evidence of that, obviously. I don't know how they would do it. Um, Nobody said they saw it get shot down. I don't know. It's literally one of the few people times where I legitimately cannot, I I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, it happens sometimes. But ironically, like his friend, all that was left was, you know, little bits Mm -hmm. of pieces of person and uh, his family uh, just had to deal with that. All right. People time. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking heavy. Well, we'll leave you with that. Uh, well, I have a few. Life is short. Uh, and meaningless. And, you know, if you go into space, you don't see God. Everyone dies alone. There isn't one. Even when there's a guy in your back seat. Who's an experienced pilot. I don't know what happened up there. <laughs> I literally don't know what happened up there. Yeah. Kind of makes me annoyed. I feel like makes I know more. Makes you wonder if the plane crashed at all or if, like, they just stayed to crashing dun. and then he's really dead somewhere else in a completely different area. Like, oh, no, his body, we found bits of it in there. You know, a lot of the research I did um, was funny, and maybe it's just Americans being 
assholes, but there were like NSA guys who were like, the Russians are really not good at covering things up. They they're, seem to have really they're cheesy. They're as smart as you think they yeah. are. Yeah. It seems very blatant like this is a cover up, but everyone's going to go along with it over here and that's all we care yeah. about. And they said that the what the official government said about a weather balloon is more than likely true because they're like, things are more pedestrian than you think in black ops and yeah. that the Russians are not as smart as you think they are. Now, I think a spy is going to say that either way. Which would be smart either way. Like. So, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. Hmm. Um, to wrap up, Yuri, uh, the Apollo 11 guys, you know, uh, uh, Buzz and uh, the boring one. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's on the boring one. Huh? The, uh, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. He's the boring one. They left. He's the boring one? Oh, he is so boring. <laughs> Holy fuck, he's a boring man. Hmm. I did a lot of research on Neil Armstrong for people time before I was like, you're boring. Did you watch, uh, did you read uh, Rocketman? Mm, yeah, I read Rocketman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. It's a good book. Uh, I was reading more like a biography on him where I was like, mm. you're the most boring person ever. <laughs> Fuck you, Neil Armstrong. Sure. Um, but him and him and Buzz uh, did leave some memorial medals, like their little uh, collectible medals with Yuri's face on it. Those are on the moon right now. Oh, crazy. They, like, like le- a... left them up there for him. That's cool. That's nice. A little tribute type of kind of cool honorable here you go you know they're not going anywhere yeah um april 12th every year is called cosmonauts day um in russia they call it that they also call it yuri's day uh the un calls it international day of human space flight hmm. which is a lot less sexy than yuri's day is that because this is the day he died or is it the day he the 12th april 12th is the day he went up when he went up space yeah. for the first time okay. so if you feel like celebrating that by Maybe letting off a balloon. Oh, that's cute. Or killing a, a Russian KGB member. Yeah. Either either is acceptable for that kind of a celebration. Yeah, whatever makes the most sense to your heart. Yeah, feel, feel it from your heart. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's beautiful. Get a feel for it. Um, he's got a bunch of statues. He's uh, uh, The main ones are, are there's a statue from where he first took off huh. uh, on the launch plan in Kazakhstan. And then there's another uh, statue of him where he landed <laughs> for the last time the, oh. the the last time the crater yeah hmm. also where he landed successfully but this is in russia yuri is um i don't know what a comparison in america would be honestly i mean our biggest hero in that context is neil armstrong and nobody gives a fucking shit about neil armstrong no. so it's hard to even think of but he's sort of he's sort of a national hero to this day like you can't say a bad thing about yuri in russia that's cool. Unless you want to get a mouthful of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> or a tailpipe full of potatoes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, do you? Because get out of Russia. I'll shove a potato up your ass. I don't care. Uh-huh. Up your tailpipe. And then your exhaust system will break, and then you you won't work. <laughs> Probably not. No. I don't know that for sure. I failed that class. Um... There is every single thing you can think of in Russia named after him, from training programs to launch pads to roads. Uh, the city that his family moved to after the war, Gazaks, is now just called Gagarin. If you look it up on a map, it's just the city's just called Gagarin. Damn. So the last thing I had is what you mentioned earlier: is Yuri the la- actually the first person up there? Mm. 
And of course, there are fun YouTube documentaries you can look at. Uh, the whole theory is called The Lost Cosmonauts. I've heard of this. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's like the radio transmissions that were captured. Um, some of those are hard to argue with. Yeah, as well as some like <clears throat> crappy, shitty video. Yeah, it, it's hard to argue with. I mean, I think that I, I still think there's a good chance he's the first guy up there. I do think that there are dead cosmonauts who are erased from history that were trying to get up there yeah. and never made it. Um, the main one that you will hear is a guy named Vladimir Aleutian. Um, he is supposed to have shot up a week prior to Yuri, got into space just fine, um, but crash landed in China. And when the the communist government decided that that wasn't a good PR story, they just pretended it didn't happen. Of course. Because the, they just didn't want to admit that anything went wrong or huh? that it didn't land where they wanted it to yeah, land. Good. You crashed? No, it's not a Russian guy. It must be, uh, must be a stupid American state. No, they're doing. Huh. Not ours. Not us. Um, we the, sent Yuri oh. Gagarin, the first man, and he was perfect. He was Russian riding on the uh, on the ship, huh? It's probably the U.S. trying to uh, make it look like it's us. Uh, almost clever, but they're idiots, so not really. Well, you know it's not us because it's not perfect. Uh, yeah. What we'll let it? you know when we've done it. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> It'll be soon. Idiots. It'll be first try, by the way, too. That's how you'll know. First try, everything worked. No, we'll we'll be prepared because we're smart. Yeah. We have communist we education. Yes. SMRT. Ever even heard of it? No. Okay, then checkmate on our conversation, bitch. I don't know what that means. I don't play chess. You just, I imagine that's a reference after I said I didn't know. It means communism wins. I'm from China. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I like it. I actually have to say that. Yeah. Um, so I am fine with the idea that the uh, the Russians would fuck something up and then try to hide it. I think the Americans would too. I agree on both of those, yeah. But there isn't substantial evidence. Um, like America knew that Yuri went up not because the USSR fucking told them. Because they were keeping track. Yeah, it's because we had spies there and it's because we had uh, military bases nearby. And when they shoot some in space, it makes a big fucking, you can, start, it sets off like all kinds of alarms. Yeah. Like the radio frequencies change. Everything changes and you can kind of tell. And there's just no, the Americans were not like, something happened a week before. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe, um... I also don't know why, if they could lie that he was in space, why couldn't they lie that he didn't land in China? Just pretend he landed directly wherever the fuck you want to say he landed in Moscow, and he landed on his feet and looked amazing with a big dick. If you can just lie, yeah. then just make the first one sound better and not pretend like it didn't happen. So, possible, I don't buy it personally. Yeah, I get with wanting it to be Yuri because he's such a good PR opportunity, but I don't know. You know what? Have Vladimir go up and do it, and then when he comes back, just tell Yuri, it was you. Right, right. It's not hard. If you're going to lie, then make everything a lie. Yeah. So I just, I don't buy it. That's all. Yeah, Yuri is a cool man. Sweet. That's what I have about him. I liked it. I do love the arc there where it has my personal opinion where he started hating the communists. Because, <laughs> yeah. 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 I would have been bummed if he was a patriot the whole time. I would have yeah. been like, oh, man, get over it. You His friend this. died. Honestly, uh... You know, when serious emotional shit comes up on people time, I I don't have the emotional maturity to deal with it. Mm. But these two grown men looked each other in the eye and were like, either one of us could let the other commit suicide. Yeah. And they had to deal with that. Uh, it's pretty heavy. 
and all due to communism. Well, yeah. shitty government as well. Anyone could do that, but due yeah. to their shitty communist government. Well, especially like, so by the 60s, they were really just a weird version of, of Leninism that so much about how you present yourself is the truth, yeah. which is a lot of like Trumpism type of shit. Right. And a lot of fascism kind of thing. So they couldn't admit weakness. It's stupid. And a guy died like a like a meteor yeah, <laughs> in fuck. the earth. I don't know. Those consequences are, are pretty high, but I don't know. I just don't think they're smart enough to lie that much yeah. about some fake shit. Well, fuck. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of People Time Podcast. Uh, you know, tell your friends that you can come listen to this kind of sad, depressing episode. It's actually really fucking badass. The first it's a little sad spot. Three quarters were fun. Yeah. He fights Nazis and he goes to space. That's fucking cool. Hey. And now you can tell people at parties, you're like, actually, cosmonaut is the Russian astronaut. And Do it in that accent, too. Yeah. And the, he was the first one to go up in space. It wasn't the Americans, just because we hit the moon and who gives a fuck. Honestly... It's a fun idea that we made it to the moon and maybe we should have made some bases, but we didn't. Yeah. So ultimately, it means nothing. I still like the story, of course, but yeah, Russia, uh, I was aware that Russia was uh, much ahead of us up until. We they, and they were. Yeah. yeah. And the balls on Yuri to just be like, yeah, I'll sit in this box that I don't have any <laughs> control over and go to fucking space. Yeah. It's quite a strange man. Either too much trust in his government or too big of balls. Probably a mixture of the two. Yeah. Lovely man. Tell your uh, Russian friends about us. Yeah. We kind of made fun of them a bit in this. Sorry about all the broken glass jokes. Well, they're not, you know, it's not the USSR anymore. Yeah. It's just kind it's close. <laughs> it's just Putin's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. You guys know he's a fake president. Do yeah. something. Uh, tell your weird fucking uh, friends that, you know, never shut up. And so now they'll go listen to us. And at least maybe they might tell you some interesting things when they don't shut up. There you go. That's true. You got a talkative friend. You want to fill him full of facts? Yeah. Send him our way. We'll, we will fill him up. So hard. We will spread open his brain mm -hmm. and fill it. So hit like and you subscribe. Will, you will like it. You will take it. Don't forget to follow. Yeah, follow us on stuff. Subscribe. Or, or don't. Oh, no, do. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. Watching Fox Marshall. Nick Russia. Communism.